Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. This episode is brought to you by Casper Mattresses and HelloFresh. That's two great things that work well together, okay. right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Red Hot Comic Book Movie News. Shooting up your butthole. The Weekly Planet. The Weekly Planet. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Weekly Planet, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. My name is James, also known as Mr. Sunday. With me, as always, is my co-host, Nick Mason. You've got a song in your voice this week, I gave James. you a week off me having some kind of physical or mental breakdown. Good for you. Yeah. Is that because we didn't have to go out and watch a movie at the cinema? That's I feel maybe possible. that's, that's yeah. entirely possible. I, I feel like that can crumble your entire week. We've, regardless whether it's go to just a regular cinema or go to like some sort of media screening, it yeah. doesn't matter what it is. You'll be like, oh. Because a lot of the time, not a lot of the time, some of the time, a lot of the time, yes. it's a movie that I wouldn't bother to see unless right. it came out. Like uh-huh. a Fast and Furious. Like I liked that, whatever that one was last week. <laughs> I liked it enough. It was good. Yeah. But I wouldn't have gone to see that if this wasn't a requirement of really? me. You know, would you have gone to see that? Yes, because I love all pop culture things. Wow. Well, That's right. One of us is certainly more savvy than the other or doesn't have a child, Mason. You wouldn't even know oh what it's like. <laughs> anyway, The Hunt. Did you see the trailer for that? No, but what? I saw I saw one still image yeah. of uh, what's her name? She's from Glow. Glow, yeah, her Betty Gilpin. Oh, okay, very good. Mm-hmm. It's rich people be hunting poor people or whatever. You know what right, I mean? Okay. But, but isn't the twist that they are they are rich left wing people or something? Isn't I have it? no idea. I think that might be. The, I think the twist is that they are because you look. It's I mean it's that's not a twist unless you make the assumption that it's always like stuffy conservative people who are also hunting the poor yeah, right. or whatever. Like but the th- virgin, whatever. Right, yeah. but I think this I think this the premise of this is they're rich liberals hunting poor right wing people, mm. I think. What a twist. That is a twist. Yeah. Anyway, it's not coming out anymore. PC gone mad. No, it's not. <laughs> mm. Uh Universal Pictures have paused the marketing campaign after thoughtful consideration. The studio has decided to cancel our plans to release the film. This is their statement, etc. and so forth. Understand that it's not the right time to release this film. This is obviously off the back of two and I think there's something like two hundred and fifty deaths as a result of shootings in the US just this year alone, mm. which is quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing about this is I was probably not going to see this and I do not care about this movie. Will I ever see it? Will it ever come out? I do not know. It seems like it, it, it exists in a similar vein to movies like The Purge, yes. of which I, I'm like, well, I could probably see one of those if it's on stream, yeah. but I'll never actually get to it. Yeah, some of them are fine, I think, from mm-hmm. the ones I've seen. And maybe there's a TV show that's out at the moment. It's a prequel. Or is there? Mm-hmm. It's neither here nor there. 
Um, this is clearly like the, the idea of the shootings and the, it's been very high profile in the media that certain organizations and politicians have been blaming what the violent culture of video games and movies. Well, they got them all out of Walmart. They got yeah, all the video games right. out of Walmart. So Which that's going to solve the problem. Which is absolute horseshit, obviously. And I know there's a lot of people who listen who, you know, you know, gun rights and et cetera and so forth. Good on you. Fill your bloody boots, <laughs> mate. But obviously this, there's something that needs to be changed, but I don't think it's, uh, it's Removing. not, it's, it's not, not it's not, it's not, yeah. uh, censoring movies and it's not, yeah. uh, getting rid of video games out yes. of, out of uh, department store yeah that's mm. it and look you know no society is perfect obviously but there are you know there are countries like australia you can still get a gun here they're not banned i think a lot of people don't realize that like i have friends who have guns it's not uncommon mm. but there are limitations on exactly. certain weapons yeah, yeah. There's, mm. co- there's common sense limitations yes you can't get a hundred round drum magazine and just shoot it in your backyard no unless you want to do it illegally oh yeah you can probably do that yeah illegally. but anyway so that's that's where we're at yeah. i don't know i think anybody can agree whatever side of this debate that you fall on Mm-hmm. It's not video games and movies, right? Correct. Yes, I, would, I, I think would. any like obviously people with certain mental conditions, which I think is also a factor in these. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in these situations, you can be influenced by these things, but I think that's a small subset of people, and it's also a small factor in a larger combination of factors. Oh, absolutely yeah, right. But anyway, right. Mm-hmm. what do we know about anything? Mason? I was going to say we are very veering dangerously <laughs> close. I was going to say to things we don't know anything about. We don't know anything about anything. We're we're veering <laughs> way out into the into the into the, into the void of things we know nothing about. I don't so. know, just for me, and it's maybe because I've been a teacher, the idea that somebody can take a gun and run into a school and kill 20 kids yeah. is just fucking incomprehensible to me. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So that that's just, yeah. that's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, is the, this is the point where I'm like, we should have a, a politics podcast where we just rail about politics and I'm <laughs> sure. like, well, nobody wants to hear that. No. People hate it when we get political, Mason. That's true. But some people don't mind it either. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we're at. Yeah. Australia can just take your kids to school. Yeah, that's it. You just it. go to work. Also, I'm not... I know there's still a culture of violence. People say, well, what about stabbings and whatever? And yes, there is. There's still violence in Australia. But again, to me, it comes down to you can't shoot 20 kids in a matter of seconds. That's true. Yeah. It's much harder to stab 20 kids is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get close enough to them and they like... Because the, the thing about teens is they're like... They'll find your biggest vulnerability and they'll yeah. just say it at you. And before you can stab him, you're like, oh, no. Oh, I am concerned of losing my hair. Here's oh. oh. some other news, though. Netflix has confirmed. To be clear, I'm not concerned about losing my hair. It's always looked like this. Well, Mason, that sounds like you're concerned. It mm. sounds like you, oh, you have great hair. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Netflix has confirmed that the Emmy Award-winning duo of David Benioff and D.B. Weiss... Oh, the big boys, The GOT GOT bros. Mm, The the original GOT bros. The original, yeah. Uh, They've signed an overall deal to develop uh, new films and shows for the streaming service. Netflix... I've heard of Netflix. Yeah. Uh, is, it in, is it a nine-figure deal? Something like 200 that. $200 million, There we go. That's yeah. what I heard. Yeah, okay. Uh, what does this mean for Star Wars? What does this mean for <laughs> other things they're does working that, Does on? this mean we're going to get a half-finished Star Wars movie in theatres? Yeah. yeah, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, we look, we did a movie and a half. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to move to Netflix, so yeah. see you later, idiots. Okay, so this guy, he was gonna, we were going to make him evil in the end, but we're just going to do it here. Yeah. All right, so... Yeah. <laughs> You could feel there's foreshadowing or whatever. You, you could feel it you in the breaks, it, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, what this means is there's now it's the destination and not the journey. Yes, is what we're absolutely. <laughs> this means that there's now two hundred million dollars worth of potential movie and TV projects that are not going to get funded by Netflix, so yeah. that these guys can do mm. their thing. Yeah. So that's 
that's great, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it certainly is. Yeah. I think people have, are kind of forgetting that these guys are obviously not without talent because most of Game of Thrones yes. is quite good. They're very talented at yeah. adapting somebody else's work. Yes. yes, and obviously it got to the point where they went off book and then that became a problem. I think it more became a problem in with the last season and seasons before. Well, I don't think even off book was the problem. I think mm. it, it was that they, I'm sure they were given the broad strokes of where is this series going to go? And yeah. they went, okay, well, we'll, we'll do that, but we just, we'll, we'll pack it into, you know, one season, six episodes, eight, eight episodes. What was it? Six episodes. Eight yeah. episodes. Mm. Six or eight episodes. Eight, six to eight episodes. <laughs> six to eight episodes. That, that were long, that were like some, that yeah. was six, but it was like somewhere like an hour and a half. And it's sort of, it's sort of, again, something that didn't occur to me at the time mm. when we watched the last season is, they could have just given the series to another producer. Yes. They could have just been like, well, we have to go and do Star Wars, but we trust yeah. X producer or like our subordinate who we're now going to make yeah. the new producer or whatever. But they were like, we're no, bringing we're... in another GOT bro exactly. or sis into the fold. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's all about family, you know? I know. I know it's about yeah. family. Mm. Yeah, but like, yeah, exactly. They could have just, but they were like, no, no, we want, we want our legacy to, we want, we want to be the sole mm. uh, owners of this. Series, yeah, and then we want to then and we want to have our cake and eat it too. We want to jump straight to Star Wars, yeah, absolutely. Now, good on them, but it it does make me wonder. I mean, obviously, you can have multiple things in development, but giving like somebody two hundred million dollars or whatever to develop a series of things for Netflix, including Mm. films and TV shows, where does that leave this Star Wars trilogy that they were doing? I don't know what's happening with Star Wars. D twenty three is coming up. Uh huh. Does that mean there's no Star Wars news? No, there will be Star Wars news at the very least. Star Wars Episode Nine news, but then after that, no, I mean this week. Oh, no, that's not this week, yes. actually. Hey, hang on. No, I think you're right. But yes. there's going to be very soon. And we are still talking about I'm it, I'm going to savour this. I'm going <laughs> to savour this like a delightful Hello Fresh meal. Mm, but, um, mm, simmering under a medium heat, no Star Wars news. Mm. Yeah, I'm curious, though, how this affects Star Wars. And because yeah. they've talked about there is a tri- there's the, they, these guys are doing a trilogy, but I wonder oh. off Game of Thrones, maybe they're not doing a trilogy. What's the Ryan Johnson trilogy? Yeah, right. Who knows what any trilogies are? Trilogies, you know? I know, absolutely. I know about trilogies. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, what would cause them to... Do they, do they have the power in Hollywood to be like, okay, we've got to do some Netflix stuff, so we're going to postpone Star Wars? Yeah. Do they have that power? Or does no one on earth have that power, I wonder? It's a good question. Surely, surely not. Yeah. Surely nobody can be like, we're going to we're gonna move Star Wars two years into the future. Yeah, no, they you're would be, right. People yeah. would find out where they lived and kill them. I know it was the opposite for J.J. Abrams because when he went back to Star Wars, he had a deal with Paramount where he was developing or directing nine pitches or something like that. Right, okay. And he ended up, they either bought him out or they let him out in good faith or something huh. so he could go to Star Wars because he's not not going to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Uh-huh. So I don't know whether he's going to circle back around to that at the end, but... Essentially, he broke his contract to go back and do another Star Wars, yeah. But what are you going to say to him? Because he's J.J. Abrams, you know That's what I mean? True, he yeah. can kind of make his own call. Mm. So, except for the time when he wrote a Superman movie and they were going to give it to McGee instead of him. Oh, McGee. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's Star Wars news for this yeah. week, Mason. What's what's J.J. Abrams... Like, I know he's he's been behind a lot of popular movies. Yeah. But what's... What's the draw card of a J.J. Abrams? You know what I mean? I think... Like what brings people into cinemas? I think the idea behind his work is... I think he's. I think he gets a lot of flack, and we've talked about this, because yeah. he replicates a style as opposed to, like, like a Spielberg-esque yeah, whatever. Right, right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you he, he can kind of get the core down to the core of what makes something what it is mm. without deviating too far yeah. from it. Not, not that I'm saying I don't like his no, work. No, I, I know what like you're saying, yeah. Three and I mean, mystery, obviously. Yeah, mystery boxes, sure. The modern version of Mission Impossible that we're getting is really, that's a 
That's a result of J.J. Abrams. That's what he did in 3. He's meddling. He's meddling. No, mm. he fixed that. It was crap and he fixed it. <laughs> you mm. saw 2. I saw 2, yes. It's the best hair, but yeah. that's all. We never stopped talking about 2. We, have, we, <laughs> talking we about talked vi- about it before the we show. We talked about Mission Impossible 2 before the show started. <laughs> There's some things we'll never get away from. It's Mission Impossible 2, <laughs> Batman v Superman. Yep. And that's, that's our wonderful things. sponsors, Casper yeah, Mattresses and HelloFresh. Exactly. You are not wrong. Mm. I guess he's also like a workhorse yeah. director. But like, also, if you look at his films, though. They're mostly good. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. I mean, Revitalize that. I never, th- I never exactly. saw that coming. Like a lot of the, the big budget films, they're, they're not very good, are they? Or that's like, true. Or middling. Most yeah, of them are like true. middling, yeah, I would yeah. say. That's true, yeah. You know, and most of his are, yeah. are pretty re- beyond solid. Here's a follow-up question then. Sure. Why did I initially thought I hate him so much? <laughs> because there is that kind of like, here's a nostalgia or whatever. And yeah. and, he, and I guess it's lost. It is lost, yeah. Uh, he's never, I guess, finished something. Like he answers, asked a lot of questions and then kind yeah. of goes, good luck, everybody. That's true, yeah. And then yeah. other people kind of have to deal with... I even liked Alias. Remember I, Alias? I know you liked Alias. Did that wrap up well? I can't remember. Jennifer think, Garnier. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think it descended into... Did you, do ever, did you ever do a Garnier product? You must have. Maybe. Mm. I'll look that up while you're saying what you're saying. Okay. It, it started out as a spy show and then it descended into, again, Mystery Box Madness. There was sort of a, oh no, a mysterious Leonardo da Vinci inventor yeah. like in the distant past who created all these incredible inventions and like the, the goal of the villain was to collect all these inventions. And, yes. And I can't remember that wound up. Wait, there was a Leonardo DiCaprio thing. Not Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking up Jennifer Garnier. <laughs> You're looking up Jennifer Garnier. Of course yeah, you were. Yeah, she was associated with the brand in 2007. Was she really? Why am I doing this? I don't the know. The thing that you said, though, so they yeah. find a dossier of It's like, like when somebody's like, oh, here we go. I've just thought of Ryan Gosleman. Now let's <laughs> see if I'm the first person on the internet to come up. Oh, 150,000 results. Okay, right, all right, all right. So there was a Da Vinci element to... Yeah. I didn't know the that. The character's name uh, it was it was Rimbaldi, was mm. kind of this this Renaissance-era inventor, and he came up with all these amazing technological innovations, and the, the villain who was... Jennifer Garnier's boss was trying to collect. Did you mean to say Garnier? Yes, I did. Okay, good. Or maybe I didn't. But I might have inceptioned you. Oh no! (laughs) Was 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 trying to get all his inventions? Yeah, and I can't remember what. I'd imagine it'd be mostly catapults, though. Wouldn't it? It was catapults and immortality. It was an immortality catapult. What you do is you put yourself in the catapult and you'd slice the string. And if you survived going over the yeah. rampant wall, you became immortal. Really? Yeah. And obviously you'd scream, I'm going to live forever. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. Right. Sounds like a really good but show. But if you didn't say it with conviction, splat. Splat. I get you. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? More th- more news, obviously. Oh, yeah. I love news. Sony Spider-Man live action series. You know Sony. Yes. You know Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently they're developing... Side note, I love it when you go to Netflix and you search for something and they've just got a placeholder of like something that's coming up but it's it hasn't been like they haven't given it a proper name. Oh right, or yes. anything. It's like Fast and the Furious Animated Racer Show. And you're like, <laughs> All right, that's I love put it. that on the list. I love it. Here we go. <laughs> I love it when you go to search for something and it gives you the exact name of the thing that you're after. Yeah. But then it just gives you did you mean the no, other things that we have absolutely. instead of that? Absolutely not. No, Why I was looking I? for Pulp Fiction. I wanted Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah. All right? Pulp Fiction's on stand. It's on stand, yeah. Yeah, yeah. figure that out. Didn't pay for either of them, Mason. But Reservoir Dogs is on Netflix. That's right, yeah. yeah. Anyway. uh God make it bloody easy, do that. That's yeah. right. Chris Miller, who worked on the Spider-Verse thing, he says, we're developing a handful of live-action shows using Marvel's uh, Sony characters of the likes of which there are like 900. Mm-hmm. We're figuring out a way to develop the show so each of them has their own unique experience but are also related. Live action is a different universe, Mason. Ooh. And for television, 
often can be not good. Correct, yes. yes. Especially mm-hmm. Spider-Man stuff. Mm, I disagree. I mean, name, name a single episode of the 1970s Spider-Man series that wasn't good. The one we watched. The only one that we watched. Yeah, that was, of the Clones. Yeah, that was bad. Apparently that guy's in uh, Once Upon a Time. I heard that, yeah. And he's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we're saying next week. Come along, everybody, if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll tell you what screening we're going to. Join us. Yes. I'm not doing the screening. No, it's tomorrow night, I think, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, it is. Do you want to go? I might be at work. Okay. Okay, then. Then I'll go. Good, good. <laughs> Take one for the team. <laughs> Uh, yeah, apparently they want to do something that's not like anything else that's been done on television. So there you go. Ooh. Where is this going? Are Sony bringing out a streaming service or whatever? Who knows? I don't know. Probably not, I guess. Who knows? Maybe it's going to Disney or Hulu. There's so, there's... And, and all those ones. I don't Disney know. I, I, look, look. If I, were the, if I were the owner of a multi-billion dollar entertainment conglomerate... Well, you would be one day because your dad is Bob Iger. Thank you. Mm. And he's got to die some way. Fingers crossed. Mm, he looks pretty healthy, though. Oh, Healthier than you. God damn it, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would probably wait and see which of these streaming services survives the cull yes. in the next few years before I was like... Yeah, let's let's do our own. Yeah. Why not? What's the worst that could happen? Well, committing fold, billions of yeah, dollars. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. Did you see the list this week about uh, the most money that which platforms spend on whatevs? No. Netflix is something like the average was. <laughs> was it a Buzzfeed? Okay. It was like uh, what they spend on shows. <laughs> okay, right. What money is the most things be spent on? Spent on whatevs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kendall Jenner. You throw that in the title. Oh, or yeah, whatever. Nice, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get your clicks. Mm-hmm. But Netflix was somewhere in the middle, like ten million per show. Okay. But Disney Plus is like twenty-four million. So Ooh. Disney Plus is by far the most expensive so people think okay and you can see that in some of the netflix shows it's like this is mostly one corridor isn't it daredevil (laughs) it's true yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah we only see his daredevil vision like once in his world of fire yeah the world i remember the world of fire yeah Yeah, there you go anyway spider-man right well it sounds like they're trying to price everybody else out of the market they're like okay Mm. if we do if we do a run of shows where everything costs 50 million dollars we're gonna nail this i think they bundled like espn and hulu and disney plus together for like 14 bucks or something like that. That's pretty good. And Disney itself is only like six or seven. Huh. So it's, you know, they're, they're clearly like aiming for that. Look what you get <laughs> for, for a low price when yeah. Netflix is like 13 or 14 or whatever it is, depending where you are in the world. Anyway, Mason, yes. Star Wars news. Oh, Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> you really... <laughs> that would have been good stuff, though. I know, right? Especially if there is Star Wars news now. Yeah, that's right. Well, you see, I can't see what you're doing on your laptop over there. <laughs> so if, if I were you, I would have been in the last couple of minutes just like... Furiously, furiously looking for anything. for anything new Star Wars related. Yeah, you're right. I should be doing that. Adam Driver's got a new haircut. And I would have been like, ah! <laughs> He'll never get a new haircut. Mm. His haircut's perfect. Why would he change it? Absolutely. It's ridiculous. He's even wider than before. <laughs> He's so wide. He's so wide. He's even whiter. Well, both. He could be both. He could definitely be both. Uh Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother or sales. I definitely prefer don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Cha-ching sound effect. What do we got here, Mason? So, uh, The Joker, that film that's coming out. Oh, yes. They reckon it's going to have an opening of 60 to 90 million. Tracking on a film is an uh, absolute shit show. So, this doesn't mean anything. Yeah, for in sure. Mind, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dan Mill does a good thing on Screen Junkies where he talks about, it's not fan, now fandom entertainment, they've changed. He does a weekly box office wrap-up and he talks about this always. When they talk about how a movie underperforms, yeah. often it's just in relation to what was predicted. But the, the statistics and how they predict things is just wildly inaccurate. Right, okay. So, so often when it's like, like it's underperformed, it's like, yeah, but did it? Because what was it ever going to do Exactly. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's underperformed relative to this more or less randomly assigned figure we've given to it. Yeah, exactly. So if it's like, this, we thought this was going to make $450 million and it only made $400 million, well, where'd the $450 million figure come from? Yeah, exactly. Just out of our asses, basically. Out of our bloody asses, mate. Mm. Not bloody. You know what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> So, uh, but it, let's say it does get make those numbers. Uh-huh. Like uh, it will beat Shazam and Aquaman, which made uh, Shazam made fifty three huh. opening weekend. Uh, Aquaman made sixty seven. Also, Joker's only got a fifty five million dollar budget because it was mostly grease paint. That's where it all <laughs> sure, went. Sure, yeah, you know grease, I mean? pa- grease paint and underpants. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> big briefs. Yeah, big briefs. <laughs> but they probably second handed those briefs. I bet they saved a buck or two there, didn't they? Uh, yep. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Who's got a pair of dirty briefs? Any of the crew? We just need a pair of dirty loose briefs. <laughs> so it's all right, Waikiki's just going to dance around in them for a bit and then we'll give them back. So don't even worry about it. So it's going to be out October 4th. Mm-hmm. See the Joker in his do dirty briefs. Do you think briefs. it's going to do well? 
Yeah, I do. Huh. At, at least initially. Apparently, yeah. it's amazing. All right. We actually did a movie, uh, a Caravan of Garbage movie, which we'll, we're going to save for a little bit. We won't spoil it here, Mason, mm. but let's just say. I already spoiled it on Instagram. Okay, you did too. Mm-hmm. Let's just say it's Return of the Joker, the Batman <laughs> okay. Beyond animated series. But let's just leave it at that. Okay, let's leave it at that. Let's give no more yeah. clues. Yeah, well, I maybe want to do Batman 89 or Phantasm before Re- then as well. Refresh yeah. my memory. Did Shazam do well? Not overly. Yeah, right. It did okay, but I think off the back of. All the other DC movies not doing yeah, like right. they kind of steadily like that peaked at Wonder Woman, yep, and then it just kind of yeah. no Aquaman did very well. What am I talking about? Mm, right, yeah, uh-huh. but I guess maybe okay. the buzz behind Shazam wasn't as. Also, people were like, "What is who's yeah. this?" Look, I feel, and I'm always wrong about this sort of stuff, but I feel like who's clamoring for this this mishmash Scorsese crime film? I think it's Todd Phillips. Joker I think a lot of situation. People. Okay, if you look at the like, general public, yeah, though? I think if you look at and the, I think it's also R-rated, which I think Ooh. is which means these, <laughs> tantalizing. If these numbers be true, yes, then that's incredible. For oh, an that's R-rated a lot of film. that's a lot yeah. of different R-rated film. Okay, right. Yeah, and if it can beat like Shazam or Aquaman, I mean mm. Aquaman stayed longer because it made a billion in yeah, the right. end. Yeah, uh-huh. right. But um, yeah, I don't know. I f- look my I'll I'll stake my non-existent reputation on this not doing well initially. Okay. I think maybe a little build. Yep. I think if it's good, I think maybe word will mm. will, will get around that it's good and people will come to it. But I, I just, I don't see comic book, I don't, I don't see fans of Scorsese or fans of crime dramas. Or fans of, to- fans of Todd Phillips. Exactly. Going like, yeah, the Joker, I'm on board with that. I think it's going to, I think the okay. opposite, All if right. anything. I think okay. it's going to do really well initially. All right. And if it's good, it will stay... Good. Okay. Well, so it's October, so it's got a bit of a clear window, I assume. Oh, yeah, this okay. is another fucking... No Halloween sequel on the way. <laughs> no, or a Men in Black movie. There might uh-huh. be another one of them this year. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. News on the Crisis on Infinite Earth crossover, Mason. Oh, yes, on the CW. Kevin Conroy has been added to the cast, who, of course, is the voice of Bruce Wayne slash mm-hmm. Batman in Batman the Animated Series and everything up to the Arkham games. Not everything. Sometimes it's a different guy, and I'm like, what? No. Mm-hmm. Some of them are good. That's true. But he's probably the best. Still, anyway, he's going to be live-action Bruce Wayne. I know we talked about it last week. Did we? Yep. There was a set photo. Did we really talk yep. about this yeah, last we did, week? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, so he's still doing it. <laughs> okay. It's hot off the presses. Oh, you know what we talked about when we did Batman Beyond? When we did Oh, the, the okay. Beyond. I was going to say, about. did we talk about yeah, it last yeah, week? Yeah, yeah, But yeah, there was a, there's a stock photo. Did you photo. just give away that we did Batman Beyond, Mason? No, you literally said it minutes what ago. What are you doing? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll do anything. I'm a, I'm a real something agent of chaos, something, something the Joker. Well, absolutely. That's a little buzz for the Joker there. That's a little free promo for the Joker. <laughs> Oh, he's got big wide briefs that he's dancing about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, okay. So we haven't talked about it. We haven't it, talked about it. Okay, right. But we, like, we're chron- talking chronologically, about it Chronologically, we... We have talked about it. Yeah, okay. In our real lives, we have, in fact, yeah. talked about it. But yes, Great. looks, yeah, he's got Ace the Bat Hand with him. Great. It's not quite how... I mean, that's the thing. Like, Kevin Conroy does look like a comic book character. Yeah. But not necessarily a Batman. I think but... if you put him a bit in a big enough like suit, yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah, for sure. You kind of uh-huh. Ben Affleck the hair. And he's gonna do the voice. Yeah, exactly. So... And he's gonna do the voice and presumably yeah. he's like a little bit older and yeah, whatever yeah. and And that, that photo also has you can see in that in that one production photo we've seen, there is a glass case with a Batman Beyond suit in it. Ah, oh, terrific. So, mm. And fantastic. I mean Terry McGuinness? Maybe. We don't know yet. I mean may, may, you know yeah. again, because this is this is a parallel dimension from a parallel dimension. Yeah. It could be a universe in which Terry McGinnis was the future Batman and yeah. he died or something, and that's yeah. why the suit is in the case. But or it could know. be pre-Terry McGinnis because Batman be pre-t- yeah, did wear that Yeah, that's before. true, yeah. yeah. There you mm. go. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That is good. Uh, do you reckon they're going to get Mark Hamill? Ooh, good question. Mm. Uh, as the Joker? Yes. Or as the... Well, he could do the trickster again or whatever. He could do the trickster, yeah. exactly. That's true. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Maybe. He I would say, yeah. Mm. He seems like a good sport mm. who would probably do something like that. Yeah. But also, 
I imagine, you know, because he's doing Star Wars. Yeah. What kind of red tape does yeah. that involve? But if he's in it for like a minute, like it's yeah. probably easier to get him for it That's or whatever. That's true, yeah. 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 He could just be in an asylum or whatever. Yeah. And be like, there he is. That's <laughs> true. There he is over there. Yeah. Do you see him? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. him, yeah. Somebody could open an email attachment. There's <laughs> just some footage of him yeah. waving. There he is. It's, there he is. Yeah. Big brief. There's no file photos existing of the joke, but we got this photo of Mark Hamill waving. <laughs> he looks quite similar, we're told. <laughs> I guess they could do that. I don't know. Have you seen that short of uh, Mark Hamill gets kidnapped by the Joker, the animated one? The actor Mark Hamill? Yes. Yeah, and, and, it's the, it's, and the trickster is also in that, yeah, I think. I believe yeah, I so, yeah. Uh-huh. Also, uh, I read that Michael Rosenbaum is not going to be in this, this CW crossover. Did you say he was going to be, though? Uh, I think there were rumours he was going to be okay. as a, as an alternate Lex Luthor. Did you say Tom Welling? Did you yeah, say Tom, Tom Welling? Tom Welling was also, yeah. I, th- I think, maybe confirmed, and then that was confirmed to be not true. Mm, so, interesting. <laughs> so a double confirmed. There could be some surprises, though, Mason. You never yeah, know. But apparently Michael Rosenbaum was, because he's got a podcast. Yeah. And I think he was asked about it, and he's like, well, they've not called me. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, And also, he'd have to shave his head again. No, he did ball cap for the last episode did of Smallville. He? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good for him. There's a Snake Eyes movie in the works, you know that. It's a G.I. Joe spin off of those movies that they made. Yep. G.I. Joe two thousand and nine per- and G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. Perfect time, just and and the and the perfect protagonist, a guy that doesn't talk and we've yes. never seen his face. How relatable. It's gonna be the, the audience is just gonna be people who refuse to take their motorcycle helmets off when they go <laughs> to a bank. That sounds bad. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess it's the opposite of Deadpool. Imagine someone who doesn't wisecrack. Unless it's an origin story, because he talked before. Oh, that's true. The helicopter accident. Before he mouth got replaced with the snake eyes. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Or he got snake eyes in a game of dice, uh-huh. craps, and they took his mouth. Is that what happened? No, what happened is that he was like this decorated military veteran. Sure. And somebody got the DVD of the Nicolas Cage movie Snake Eyes and shoved <laughs> it in his face. And then he lost the ability to talk. What's that got to do with a decorated military veteran thing? You could have taken that out, don't I you I guess think? I could. He was just a regular guy. <laughs> Nicholas Cage DVD. Okay, gotcha. Anyway, that's in the works, but there's another G.I. Joe uh, ensemble piece which is also happening. This is fascinating, considering... Yes. Did the last two do well? Uh, I don't know. Okay, great. Not super well, I'd imagine. Uh Yeah. Because they didn't make one immediately after. Also, did you see the last one with The Rock where he played... Hawk or Duke, maybe? No, I think Duke is... No, Duke is Channing Tatum. Uh Uh-huh. And... Bruce roadblock. Willis. He was roadblock, okay. and Bruce Willis played like the original, the original Joe, Joe, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we know it's going to include Chuckles. Yeah. And I asked you before the show, and I need you to know, Mason, yep. if you can tell me if this is true. Is he known for his undercover and infiltration work? He's known for that, and also the fact that the best method of being undercover is wearing a really loud Hawaiian shirt at all all times. That's his undercover outfit. Just to clarify, this yes. was a show that was popular in the eighties. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Well, you would have been undercover there, wouldn't you? Yeah. That's. I guess that's true. Everyone was Miami Vicing it. Yeah. Everyone was Don Johnsoning that's it. That's true. Yeah. Everyone was the one with the waves or whatever. What's that show called? Hawaii Five O Wings. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. One with the waves. That was in the eighties, wasn't it? That was the sixties. Was it really? Yeah, and then they did a remake like a couple of years ago. Yeah, I knew that. Mm. There was really no Hawaii Five-0 in the 80s. I don't think so. What a world. Anyway, Chuckles. Yeah. Who are they going to get for Chuckles? Are you excited for it? Uh, no. No, not at all. <laughs> the Hawaii 5-0 1980s cast. There you go. Oh, really? There you go. All right. Who was, who was the star of oh, that? Wait, maybe not. Oh, no, it went from 68 to 80. So I just made it in. There okay, you go. good. All right. <laughs> I nearly look like an idiot. 68 to 80? It's only 12 years. Yeah, I guess that's true. And MASH ran for like, MASH is still running. It's true, yeah. It's called, like, are we trapped in purgatory? What is this now? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Was this in the Korean War go for, like, three years? Oh, my God, so many <laughs> helicopters arriving. They're always arriving. There's so many wounded. Where are they coming from? <laughs> MASH ran for 
12, no, 11 or 13 years, and the Korean War went for like three or something like that. Okay. Yeah. I guess it's the, the crossing over of multiple decades that, that got yes, me there. definitely. Mm-hmm. 68 to 80 does sound yeah. insane. It's like somebody who was born in like 1899 and they died in 2000. You're like, yeah, right. What the hell? <laughs> that shouldn't have happened. <laughs> there you go. Uh, G.I. Joe, they're probably, I hope they tra- do Transformers and whatever. Do you think it's going to be the same continuity or do you think it's going to be a rebooted continuity? Follow-up question for you. Yes. Do you think it matters? Uh, I don't think it. I don't think it'll matter box office wise. Mm. But I would rather it be a new continuity. Yeah, I'd rather it be like you'd rather be more act, more like the action figure line. Yeah, than Hawaiian shirts. Many, yes, but like <laughs> many points of articulation. Yeah, you want like the different outfits because if they've got in the first movie. Yeah, which I've talked about before, but I quite like that because I hadn't seen a movie in like a year because uh-huh. I was over, I was living in Africa. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then the first movie I watched on the plane was GI Joe. The, the Rise, Rise of Cobra. Cobra. And I'm uh-huh. like, this is the fucking best movie I've ever seen. Wow. And have you, have you rewatched <laughs> no, it since then? No, of course I haven't. Oh, my God. Because really... it's not, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Should, should it there stay... was a tap. Like, it had a sensor in the bathroom. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh, like, it was like... <laughs> I thought you meant in the movie. <laughs> you focused on... The, you kept rewatching the scene where, like, Duke washes his hands in the bathroom. You're like, oh, my God. He's doing it. He's really doing it. Um, yeah, I guess you might you, you want to keep it as a plain movie forever, just like yeah. a movie I watched when I was. We'll watch it again for Carrie Garbage. Okay, all right. Then bring okay. in another one. Look, I would kind of yeah, I would kind of like it to to lean more heavily toward yeah. You're right because the last the last couple of movies it was just generic army dudes, generic army dudes more or less. And also and snake weird, eyes. and snake eyes and weird power suits and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, oh, look, I don't entirely hate those movies, but mm. I should. Yeah, you're right. You should. Mm. I, I don't remember liking the last one very much at all, except for the bit where they're swinging on ropes on the ma- side of the mountain. Yeah. I'm like, holy uh-huh. hell, is yeah. this good? See, I feel that was the most that that part was the most out of comic out of the comic books. Yes, they the GI Joe comic books had this real ninja phase mm. for a few years, and that's some primo stuff right out of the nose. Primo Magimo. That's what I say. <laughs> uh, what else we got here? So variety's Brett Brett Lang. No he's, idea who he's that got is. A, he's got a scoop. Okay, uh, I'm ready. Crediting. We're doing some crediting, mate. All right, cool. Do you mind all right. not right. besmirching Brett Lang's all right, name? All right, all right, all uh, right. From sources, he says, there's debates whether Deadpool can move seamless, seamlessly from R-rated solo outings uh, and PG-13 MCU movies. Disney posted a hundred... Oh, that's the next bit of news. So basically, can <laughs> oh they do... Oh, my God, Disney posted hundred of what? <laughs> hundred severed heads. Oh, my God. <laughs> Click of... to see if you're one of them. <laughs> Click. Oh man! <laughs> so, so no wonder all this blood squirting from the stump <laughs> in my neck. <laughs> so, the, I guess the question is: Can you make a? Can you PG thirteen Deadpool? Yeah, and I believe that you can. Absolutely, you can. Because yeah. most of the comics are, I guess. Yeah, that's not true, most. Yeah. Mm. A lot are, and I think yeah. you can you can kind of make a meta joke of it when he's playing with other characters, and then yep. you put him in his own armorated exactly, movies. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you that character works outside of. Being PG thirteen, it's not like Spawn where it's yeah. like well, he has to be this particular exactly. Thing. And I mean, you know, if you restrict him to action sequences, yeah, there's not much that you see in in the Deadpool movies that you don't really see in yeah the rest of the just MCU. a bit more kind of this, blood, you know people getting shot in the groin maybe yeah you know <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah but there are some there's some hard hits yeah. in the MCU movies so. I think I think it also could be fun like presumably they did with that 
Christmas cut of Deadpool 2. Yeah. Where that he's aware that he is in a PG-13 Marvel movie. For sure, yeah. And everyone else is yeah. like, who is this lunatic? And I feel that's kind of a staple of, or has been a staple of Marvel comics for years. Mm. It's a character who is aware that they're in a... He in knows a, what he's in. In a comic yeah. book and yeah. everybody else thinks they're insane. And yeah. I think that would be... And again, he's not. it's not going to be the Avengers and Daredevil and they all get a, you know, it, the, the Avengers get an hour of screen time and he gets an hour of screen yeah. time kind of thing. It'll be, it'll be part of a team... Movie and he'll and get him and Rocket will have some banter. Exactly, he'll get fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, and he can nod at the audience. You know, there'll be a, there'll be a hundred percent be a scene where he's by himself and he'll give a, a, like a nod and a wink to the audience. Definitely, you know, good. Also, Disney posted one hundred seven heads, but in in addition <laughs> to that, uh, there was one hundred and seventy million operating loss for its fiscal third quarter, largely due to the two hundred and fifty million dollar worldwide gross. Gross is the word, Mason. Of Dark <laughs> Phoenix, got him. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah. So a lot of the Fox properties that they have inherited mm-hmm. and then released are bad and not doing well. I understand. Yeah. Sure. So mm-hmm. I don't think this matters at this point. Disney are like eight billion up this year or something. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which has never been done before. Yeah. I so. mean, eventually, if they consume all their competition mm. and some of the stuff they release from that competition is is. No good. Mm. They've still bought all the competition. That's right. So exactly. What are you going to do? Watch a different movie? Yeah. What are you going to do? Probably watch a Disney movie. Yeah, you'll have to, won't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, one more bit of news, Mason. Disney Plus is getting some reboots. Oh yes. This is well, very... see, we're in so much Disney Plus. Put it out. Put di- put your bloody Disney Plus out. Disney. No- November. Oh okay. Yeah. It's coming. <laughs> You've thought of everything, haven't you? Me. You always got an answer, don't you? Well, I try to be informed. That's true. <laughs> so if that's a... I don't mean that to be a bad I'm thing. I'm deeply offended. <laughs> uh, this includes Cheaper by the Dozen, Night at the Museum, mm-hmm. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, yes. and Home Alone, Oh, which is relevant to us, I guess, because Macaulay Culkin, it seems, the real-life actor person, mm-hmm. has been watching Caravan of Garbage. That's which fun. Which is very fun and nice of him to shout us out on... Um, Twitter and, and I was going to say and such, but I think it was just Twitter. Just Twitter, but yeah. yeah. That's people, have, people have said, can he come on the show? Absolutely. Sure. If, if he wants to. If he wants to, he can, <laughs> he can come along. He can, uh, if he wants to uh, fly us to his, his place where he lives in France. Yep. Does uh, he live in France? I think he might do, or he did oh, for yeah. a while. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If he wants us to fly, to fly us to the south of France and we'll do his podcast, we'll go to his, we'll yeah. go to his podcast. Yeah. And we'll have him on our podcast also. Yes, that's right. Anyway, this is never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. If he wants to come to suburban <laughs> Melbourne in the dead of winter yeah. and fight his way through the rain. What a weird scenario, though. Because if someone had have told me as like a kid, mm-hmm. people know him. He's like one of the most yeah. famous people in the world. And if a... somebody said to you that in the future you'd be making videos <laughs> for the internet on pop culture entertainment. Via some kind of electronic mail platform. Exactly. And that Macaulay Culkin, star of the Home Alone and Richie Rich movies, mm-hmm. was watching those and said that he enjoyed them, you would look at yourself in a mirror and you would take both of your hands <laughs> and you would <laughs> slap them on the sides of your face and you would scream in delight and pain. That's right. As if you'd put on some aftershave on your face <laughs> and the alcoholic content was stingy to you. <laughs> That's how you would feel. I could see how that would be a scenario that would play out mm-hmm. in That's the right. 90s. Yeah. That's right. I don't use an aftershave like that with alcohol in it. It's not good for your skin. Mm. Don't be doing that, all right? right. Get a soothing balm. Get a balm. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Two ads in a row. You ready for them both? Yeah. Or do I break them up separately? No, put them together. I agree. 
One big lump. Don't skip them though, anybody. Never skip them. Never skip, never tip. Excuse me? Well, that's a little thing for that's coming up Re- when we talk about the things. But yeah. do tip. Yeah, definitely tip. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mason, caps for mattresses. They are products that are designed cleverly to mimic human curves, providing supportive <laughs> comfort for all kinds of bodies. You sound like you're falling into a deep, deep sleep because of your Casper mattress. Mason, just the idea of a Casper mattress puts me in a comfortable and smooth mood. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because you spend one third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. The experts at Casper work tirelessly to make quality sleep surfaces that cradle your natural geometry in all the right places. But legs. Yes. Head, face. Hamstrings. Hamstrings. Glutes. It's also butts, I guess. Pecs? Yeah. If you're like, if you're your your, your front sleeper. I don't, I'm not a front no, sleeper. No, who's a front sleeper? That's odd, Who right? wants to sleep on their face? But there's got to be one person. Definitely. There's gotta be, we're going to get an email that's like, well, I, I go to sleep 100% on my front. I listen to the podcast while sleeping completely on my front. And I'm never listening again. I have a friend that when he drinks, he sleeps uh, with his head tucked down and his, and his bum in the air. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you think Casper has a mattress for that? I hope so. Yeah, I think it... any mattress would be fine. Like the original Casper mattress, because it combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface for the right amount of sink and bounce. The breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night. And with over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars across Casper, Amazon and Google... Casper is fast becoming the internet's favourite mattress. It's got a great unboxing experience, as I'm sure you're aware. That's right. That's That's the noise it makes. It doesn't really make any noise, but you can make whatever noise you want. That's the beauty of it. The (laughs) unboxing experience. It allows you. You're inside your house, presumably. You Mm. can make whatever noise you want. Oh, it's so good. Try and and do that at a mattress store. Can't do it. Get out of here. They won't let you. They won't allow it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so it comes straight to your house in a nice tidy box. You put it where you want it to be. Easy as you like, it opens and it's there. That's right, isn't it, Mason? Mm-hmm. You can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash theweeklyplanet and use the offer code theweeklyplanet, Ooh. all one word. Terms and conditions apply. That's $50? What? <laughs> towards select mattresses? A crisp pineapple? <laughs> That's what we call them in Australia. That's true. $50 is a, is a, is a pineapple. Because there's a pineapple on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's right. The big pineapple. <laughs> That's famous Australian landmark, the big pineapple. So it's $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash the weekly planet and use the offer code the weekly planet all one word terms and conditions apply well what else we got here hello fresh mason yes hello fresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality regardless of your comfort in the kitchen you want step-by-step recipes you got them you want pre-measured ingredients good because you got that also <laughs> all right yes it's, that it's is too good. aggressive i feel like i'm selling it more no that's really good i think yeah. that's, that's what they want you have everything you need to get a wow worthy dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. I don't like cooking any more than that because then it feels like a burden, a chore. It really does. And I don't want that. Exactly. And by that point, you're like, oh my God, I could have just ordered a, a pizza that's really horrible for me. <laughs> yeah, that's and right. it'll be here by now. Oh my God, what was I thinking? It's 32 minutes. Oh my God, this is a nightmare. Exactly. Now, there's something for everybody from family recipes to calorie smart and vegetarian. And there's fun menu series like Hall of Fame and Craft Burgers. Oh, I like a Craft Burger. I know you do. Mm-hmm. You can also easily change your delivery days, food preferences, and skip a week when Whenever you need. You're not locked in. Just do what you need to do, man. But uh, look, I've been getting it on and off for maybe two years, maybe three years now. Oh, yes. Uh, it just flies. It really does. time with HelloFresh. One of my favorites that I had recently is beef tenderloin in a mushroom sauce served over truffled risotto. Oh, Mr. Fancy Man. Wow. You'd think, but it was so easy to prepare, Mason. You didn't even have to get your trained pigs to go out and find the truffles. <laughs> no. You just send them. HelloFresh has got the trained pigs to find the truffles. I gave them the night off. That's right. Yeah, and I made them a delicious risotto. Oh. 
Pigs love it Pigs too, Pigs love Mason. risotto. It's true. <laughs> yeah. It's whole wet rice. That's yeah. what they like. But what makes it easy about cooking a meal like that is it sounds complicated. But like I said, and I need to stress this, they're individually kind of portioned everything you need. There's no mm-hmm. like leftover stuff. It's the exact amount of things. You don't have to go to the shop and buy like a giant thing of whatever and only use a tiny fraction of it. Exactly. It's exactly what you need. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, oh my goodness, that's too much. Mm. <laughs> go to HelloFresh.com slash Weekly Planet 80, as in 8 0 and enter Weekly Planet 80, all one word at checkout, as in 80. That's $80 off. Oh my goodness. Oh my God, that's so much <laughs> your money. First month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash Weekly Planet 80 and enter Weekly Planet 80. By the way, with that 80 bucks, it's like receiving eight free meals, mm-hmm. which is insane. Wouldn't that's you love eight free meals, Mason? That's eight nights off for the pigs. You know so. it is. <laughs> I'm with the show, I think. Yes. All right, Mason, next week we are doing. Um, but once upon a time, it's it's Hollywood in the sixties. Oh yes, Brad Pitt. He's got abs still. How does he do it? I don't know. You and Growth. We're doing once upon a time in Hollywood. Brad Pitt is for some reason Leonardo DiCaprio's stunt man. <laughs> that is weird. Isn't Even it? though by any objective measure, he's way more handsome and maybe a better actor. Mm. Is he? Let's find out next week. Anyway, this came out like two weeks ago in the US. It hasn't been out here or the UK, so we cannot talk about it as of yet. Mm. But we did thought we did think and continue to thought that yes. uh, we could talk about some Quentin Tarantino movies, Mason. Do you want to start the entire sentence again or no? Why would I need to? Good, good point. <laughs> <laughs> what you're going to do is you're going to go later, you're going to re-record that sentence so it's perfect. And <laughs> then put it in there and I'm going to look like an idiot. <laughs> So we thought we'd talk about his two first cinematic major motion picture releases, 1992's Reservoir Dogs. Some say the best independent movie of all time. Yes, and then 1994's Pulp Fiction. Some say a movie of all time. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Uh, These are some very rude movies. They're rude movies. (laughs) What's interesting, because I haven't... Spoilers, I'll say. Yeah, exactly. And watch them, would you say? I haven't seen these. I haven't seen... Either of these in quite some time. I, yeah, I reckon I haven't seen Pulp Fiction in like, not Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs in maybe 20 years. Yeah, right. Which means I'm real old. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting to watch these uh, in the context of knowing a little bit more about film production or like yes. cinematography techniques or even just knowing more about Quentin Tarantino career, or the actors yeah. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like in this one, I'm like... I wonder how long till we see some women's feet in this movie. I wonder how long we're gonna, it's going to happen before there's not that. A hell, there's not a hell of a lot, is there? There's not a lot. I mean, Pulp Fiction. More in Pulp Fiction, Well, I yeah. mean, in Reservoir Dogs, there's no women. Yeah. There's one woman. There's the woman that shoots Tim Roth. Yes. As he tries to carjack her. Yeah. But in Pulp Fiction, uh, when uh, Vic, well, when um, Vic Vincent Vega Vague, goes yeah. to... Uh, get his heroine. Yeah, there's like some high heeled shoes just on the wall. Sure, it's just like, and then the first appearance of uh, Uma Thurman as Mia Wallace. You see her feet first. Yes, feet first, and then feet pan first. up. Yeah, that's right. But again, like it's that it's that thing of like, well, now it, because Quentin Tarantino was alleged to have a foot fetish. Yeah. I'm looking out for that. Like your yeah. brain fills in the gaps. I'm like, oh, I kind of forgotten that. I yeah, think right. Like, the thing is, I just want to clarify. Also, this. this is just going to be foot talk. Yeah, it's mostly <laughs> foot. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a foot guy. I'm not against him. But I think there are way worse things that you could be. Oh, yeah, of course. It's fine. It's I think a, it's, it's just a human fun. foot. It's funny more yeah. than it is yeah, anything exactly. else. Yeah, exactly. I'm not here to kink shame anyone. Yeah, yeah, that's it. If you like feet or don't like feet. Mm. Mm. If you have feet, get yeah. on you. Get out of here. Get get on those feet. Yeah. Get, be getting out of here. I guess we'll go Reservoir Dogs first, but we'll jump around a bit, obviously. Sure. Mm-hmm. The opening dialogue scene is 
uh, of that movie is like the most Tarantino thing I think I've ever. I kind of vaguely remembered it where they're talking about what like a virgin means or whatever. Yeah, right. And I'm like, this is fucking rough. <laughs> now, now it is anyway. Well, like, it's, I said, it's so. I like this movie. I should yeah, point out. Yeah, for sure. Out, I like both so of these. It's so clever yeah. and like. Well, yeah, and it's <laughs> what I think we also do is if you haven't seen a movie like this in a long time, and you know it's widely regarded as a classic, and you have fond memories of it, I think your brain sort of romanticizes certain elements of these these yeah. movies and kind of streamlines them. And I remember that conversation being kind of much more casual and smooth yeah. than it is. But again, it's kind of. You know, it's it's um it feels like a theater production. Almost. It does feel know, kind of yeah. like a th- it does it does kind of feel theatery, yeah. yeah. And it's and it's Quentin Tarantino's character, uh, who's Mr. Brown, mm. explaining what he thinks or what he's been told the the song "Like a Virgin" is about. And it does, it's, yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of these characters, I'm like, that's just a thing that Quentin Tarantino thinks about a thing. Well, I mean, a lot <laughs> yeah. apparently, like, according uh, to him, his his writing process is he, he hears a lot of conversations and he sees a lot of things, yeah. and they all sort of percolate in his brain. And then when he gets down to writing stuff, the they it all kind of it all comes out fully formed. Yeah, kind I can of thing. see that. And yeah. what I what I like, you know, about his his process as he explains it is that he doesn't know where it's going. Is that yeah, right? and he yeah. doesn't kind of he does he won't necessarily know. Uh, he won't. He won't write dialogue for a scene necessarily. He'll he'll take a character and say, "Well, what would this character say?" Yeah, and right. And then what would this character say? You know, in, 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 in reply, and he'll build the conversation that way, kind of thing. He I guess that's he won't come up with a yeah. series of funny lines for them to say. And I guess that's why a lot of this feels more natural. And yeah, yeah, there's not they're not kind of big performances, I guess, for the most yeah, part. Does that uh-huh. make sense? Yeah, I think this did change a lot of things uh, for the better and. The, the worse if you're bad at this kind of thing. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of like people like emulating this style, which since which doesn't really seem to work as well. Yeah. The movie Go, presumably. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> which I haven't seen in a long time. Uh-huh. Do you think this opening scene uh, helps or hinders the tipping industry? Because oh, they talk about yeah, how right. the Steve Buscemi character, Mr. Pink, Mr. Pink say. doesn't tip. I'm just yeah. going to call him by the actor's name. Okay, right. He's Mr. Pink. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Uh, and because of result of because they earn minimum, they already earn a wage, and he doesn't want to contribute right. to the idea that he should have to supplement the wage of people when it should be the government. I think it it mm. definitely emboldens people who don't tip in the first place. Mm. They'd be like, you remember what he, the cool the cool the crime guy he said it. Remember they're all Mr. wearing suits. Mr. Crime said it. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Nah, just put it. Just tip. Just tip, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I just wonder I do wonder though what the result of that was because apparently there was a bit of backlash of kind of like these are people people rely on this money yeah. and he's like it's an, anybody can be a waitress don't even worry about it. it's yeah, not right. even a difficult job why should we give right, the right, 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 right. I just wondered what the kind of fallout of that was All been. I know is that it it had a 20% increase in the number of mini coopers sold. Oh really? No actually I'm thinking of the Italian job. Which one? The remake. A- interesting. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. We did a caravan of garbage on that, didn't we, Mason? That's true. Yeah. What? How, how do you feel about? How do you feel about in Reservoir Dogs? Uh, the scene, Harvey Keitel and uh, so Mr. Orange, uh, yep. Tim Roth, Mr. Orange, they they escape. Yeah. And Mr. Orange is, has been shot. Yeah. And he's really screaming. He's crying and wailing. Yeah. And he's really he's really just hammering that American accent that maybe he hasn't quite perfected yet. Yeah. Right. Sure. Maybe there is a big yeah. performance in this. Mr. White and Mr. Well, Orange. It is harder to kind of scream in an accent. That's than true. Yeah. That, that's what they say. Uh-huh. My I was just thinking the whole time, how is this guy not dead? Like the yeah. amount of blood that comes out of that uh-huh. bloke and when yeah. he's lying on the floor in the yeah. in the in the apparently though they had a paramedic on set to make sure that it was a realistic amount of blood. Okay, or whatever, right. But, but, a, yeah, go sorry, ahead. but no, you go. Well, I was going to say, uh, I saw Pulp Fiction first, yeah, and then I saw Reservoir Dogs mm. maybe a year later. And I think if I hadn't, if I'd gone into Reservoir Dogs 
not knowing that it, it it was widely regarded as a you know a, a cult classic, yeah, and I had the the pedigree of Quentin Tarantino Pulp Fiction behind it, I think I would have seen that opening sequence in the car and been like, I'm not watching this. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. like, I'm dying, man. <laughs> He's like a muppet in the back seat. <laughs> Big rubbery mouth. I can't believe she shot me, man. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. Mm. I think that... I See, I felt the opposite, though, and maybe it's because I know it's a Quentin Tarantino yeah, right. movie, but I thought it was a really compelling, like, it's just dudes chatting away yeah. in, a, in a cafe and whatever, and then there's a 40-minute opening credits, <laughs> and then there's um, and then there's just... He's been shot, and what happened? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that that is... That's Tarantino's great strength in these these first couple of movies mm. is that he has told these he tells these stories you know non-linearly and you never get lost yeah, at any point totally especially with pulp fiction yes. which is all over the place absolutely it there's is, no yeah. it's not like they go okay here's the past here's the present here's the past here's the present yeah. it's just uh, okay here's the end of the movie and then here's several days ago and yeah. here's and this character who was dead now we're going to do thirty minutes on that character yeah, exactly. before they yeah. died or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's a testament, especially in Pulp Fiction, that they mm. he, you never get lost. You know, I thought was interesting about this one as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't really remember like the similarities between this and the Hateful Eight because Hateful Eight is also mostly set in one location, like yes. Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs probably got more cutting back and forth to various things, but it's again, it's like it's like a stage play. You know, yeah, right. It's like this one location. It's mostly just dialogue. There's a traitor in there. They're trying to figure out who the traitor uh-huh. is. I think there's a there's a lot in common between those two movies. And I think Hateful Eight maybe would have been a direct kind of effort to get back to that kind of simple storytelling. Right, so it's, right. it's still it's not that simple, is it? It's quite uh-huh. there's, <laughs> yeah, right. there's a lot of flashbacks uh-huh. or whatever. But I think you're right on. in that. Uh, you know, prior to that, he'd done Kill Bill. Mm. Two huge movies. Yeah, he'd done Death Proof, and he'd also done Inglorious Bastards, which yes. is you know. It's mostly linear, I want to say. It, it, well, it is, but it's it's also you know it's that's a huge production. Yes, you know to take a guy who's normally like yeah okay contemporary Los Angeles yeah uh, and it's some guys in suits and they have a shootout but now here's yeah, here's some World of it's War Two I guess yeah, yeah. here's World War Two yeah you know that's that can't be yeah I didn't think about that yeah, I, I right, imagine no. you know I I, I it was Django be... after that oh yeah it was too no you're right it was no. Yeah, it was. It was Django, and then it was. That's sorry, true. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but I mean, d- just yeah. the idea of like. But even that's difficult. You, exactly. Yeah. The production keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And I like. It wouldn't surprise me if he was like, okay, let's let's strip this back to basics kind yeah. of thing. But also, I want to milk the Western genre for all it's worth. Absolutely, you do. Mm. Uh, I love the way that he's clicking the lighter with his fingers to light it. I remember at the time, like, because he had a Zippo and the uh-huh. lighter cigarette, they clicked the the rolly bit. Oh yes. But I remember knowing people at the time who would do that, and I'm like, that's not the easiest way to light that, is it? <laughs> it's the cool way to light it. You yeah, think? You think that's it's the right. cool way? Mm. But just come on. Yeah right. What are you uh-huh. doing to yourself? I like it. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, did Jonah Hill base his entire personality on Sean Penn in this movie? That's a good question. It's <laughs> a really think? good question. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> do you think that's true? I think there's so much Jonah Hill in Sean Penn. It astonished me. If you'd have been like, that's Jonah Hill's dad, I would have been like, yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. It is Jonah Hill's dad. <laughs> Especially when you look at like Wolf of Wall Street. I don't know. And I mean, just maybe it's just the look. He looks yeah, like Jonah right. Hill, right? Okay, sure. But I mean, isn't that more the idea that. No, Chris Penn. It's not Sean Penn. It's Chris Penn. It's Chris Penn. It's, yeah. it's true. He's yeah. now dead. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's more a function of that nice guy Eddie is kind of a. He's kind of like a mob stereotype kind of character. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Is it is it more that uh, Jonah Hill's based his entire personality on on mob stereotypes? It's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just thought that was a. I was like, this guy's so Jonah Hill. It's crazy. Yeah, right. Uh huh. I don't know what's going on here. 
Um, that's stuck in the middle with you saying where he cuts off the guy's ear. Mm-hmm. You can see that it's like a prosthetic where it's like layered over the top of uh-huh. his real But it's ear. still immensely it's disturbing. Still, it's yeah. horrible. See the cartilage and the yeah. hole in his ear. And What's interesting in, what, in re-watching these movies, mm. I very much felt like Pulp Fiction's still kind of like the quaint, funny one. Like it's kind I of... I know these two, it, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, this I one's mean, so... A guy's head explodes in Pulp Fiction, but it is way yeah. easier to, to watch than a guy... Slowly cutting off a man's ear, like yeah. dancing around, and then splashing him in petrol as he's like screaming <laughs> yes, and crying. That's true, it's but horrible. I also think maybe that's the function of there's way more pop culture parodies of Pulp Fiction stuff at this oh, point, right, yeah. and I think it's kind of like it's 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 dull. even like the Z stuff has been parodied yeah. in like The Simpsons, well, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I think I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. This is a funny. <laughs> this is a funny family movie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I um I looked up this guy's name. His name is uh, Kirk Boltz, who plays the cop. He's terrific in this movie. Yeah, I'm right. kind of surprised he didn't also go on to kind of do like bigger and bigger things yeah. in this. What is he, yeah. he really sells that torture. That's true. And he's just like, oh, I mean, I know it's the, the makeup effects as well, but just the crying yeah. and the mm. and the way he's, yeah. It's I, spent, I spent a lot of these movies also going... These characters are really strong. I enjoy I enjoy these characters. I'm like, I want I wonder what would happen to these guys in the future and then they get shot. And I'm like, oh that's right, they died. I <laughs> forgot. Died. I'm like, oh, I wonder what what's gonna happen to this cop. You know, it's uh what's uh, he's good, you know, I wonder what, what his future holds. Maybe they could put him in a future Oh wait. Nice guy, he shoots him. <laughs> what I did see in this movie, and it's probably been done before, but I remember at the time they're not not having seen it. Where when stuck in the middle of with you was playing and he goes out to the car to get the can of gasoline mm-hmm. and the music fades as he leaves yeah, and right. then he comes back in and it kicks back in diegetic music i think that's okay, called right, which, yeah. is, which is where the soundtrack mm. only exists within the movie so yeah. it's not an overlay it's kind of like it's it's we hear what the, what the, the characters people, yeah. are listening to um these, these are the first movies i well it was the blues brothers is it the first soundtrack that i ever got on tape right but i think this pop fiction especially was the first um movie movie that made me go who are all the people on this soundtrack? Yeah, right. What are the origins of these songs? I'm going to get this sound because I got, I got the double pack. I got the Reservoir Dogs Pulp Fiction ah, very CD soundtrack. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to learn more about all this stuff. Absolutely. And also the liner notes had all sorts of biographical information and like why Quentin Tarantino chose oh, all did these. did it? Okay, yeah, he's, 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 a, he's, a, he's a real... I, th- I think there's been some flow over that into like Guardians of the Galaxy. For sure, uh, yeah. Baby Driver, mm-hmm. other worst movies presumably. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Suicide Squad, probably. Boondock Saints, probably. <laughs> yeah, Boondock Saints, probably. I should watch that again. I remember liking it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Which one do you prefer, the second one or the first one? I've never seen the second one. Which one do you prefer, though? The first one. Yeah, she's the I, I saw, the, you know, the people for GQ, I think it's GQ or Vanity Fair break down their famous roles. Yeah. And Willem Dafoe did one for him. I've for seen Spider-Man, that, yeah. et cetera. And he said in it, I always know when some. I always know exactly the kind of person who's going to come up to me and say, "I love Boondock Saints." He never f- describes it, but you can imagine. Is it the fedora them. or the trench coat? Yeah, it's one of those. Is yeah. it? Isn't it? Is it the holster in the belt for the samurai sword? Yeah, it's definitely that. <laughs> uh, so, Mister Orange is a cop. I don't yes. remember spotting that twist at the time. Yeah. Do you think it's well hidden? I think it is. What do you mean? That he's a, that he's the cop. That, that that reveal. If you didn't know that, when? When he. Sh- in the movie, yeah, you- I know, I know that. I mean, did what did you suspect that he? Because you know, one of them's a cop or right. a rat. Uh-huh. Do you think if you didn't know that, yes, that, that and you missed all the flashback sequences where he is a cop? No, but that only happens after he shoots the Michael Marsden character. Does it? I believe so. Yeah, oh. and then it's revealed that he's like, "I'm a cop," and he's like, "I know you're a cop, you dumbass." Well, I wouldn't. Know. I wouldn't. Know. Okay. I wouldn't have given the game away. Okay, never mind. I'd have mate. been like, "Ah." Oh. 
Thanks for saving my life. I'm a criminal like you. Now where's that ambulance? Because I thought... Load me up on that ambulance. I believe it's that scene and then uh-huh. it's the flashback where he tells the made-up drug dealing story. Which I really like the, the narrative of that where he goes, look, if you're going to be and infiltrating this mob gang uh-huh. or whatever. Uh-huh. Here's the script of a really compelling story I want you to tell. And then it goes through him rehearsing it mm-hmm. and then practicing in front of the mirror or whatever. And then it's him telling it in I'm going to go out on a limb time. and say we definitely see that before everyone shot at the end. Tweet us in, yeah. yes or no. Okay. Do we or do we not? You might be right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think if comic books would have stayed more niche yes. as movies... Quentin Tarantino would have done one because in this I spotted there's a silver surfer, surfer poster. Mm-hmm. He says that guy looks like the thing, the mob yeah, boss. Right. Uh-huh. There's an Iron Man figurine. I think if they had stayed like B movie characters. Oh, he would definitely would have done yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they'd stayed kind of, yeah, absolutely. Did we talk about doing, he wanted to do Luke Cage for years, I want to say. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, okay. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it gets it gives him the excuse to say the N word a lot. So, <laughs> yes, yes he right. would have. That is 100% the project he would have chosen. There's a lot of that in this, isn't oh there? Oh, my God. He, yeah. did, he defended it, I think. I think Spike Lee said, Why do you keep using the N word in these movies? And he's like, Well, it's like, it's. it's uh, why, is, why, why can a black director do it and I, I can't do it? And. I just wouldn't do it. I just, there's, other <laughs> words. There's, other, there's other words to use. Yeah. Just, 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 just say, you know what, there's one word you're not allowed to use. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, it's obviously PC gone mad. It's obviously PC gone mad. <laughs> or but, don't yeah. do it. And the, I'm looking the defence, and even Samuel L. Jackson's come to his defence and saying, yeah. well, okay, well, these are, these are all... Exactly. Who are in, we to say that... These yeah. are all inarguably horrible people. Yeah. You know, and they're probably going to say the N word yes. at some point. And, and of course, there is that element of it. They're all terrible, terrible criminals. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But also, you don't. But again, then, and I guess, and I guess he would defend it on the, in the sense of like, well, I've created this real character. What would this real character say? Yeah. But also, you are writing them, so you could just have them say something else. Absolutely. Mm. Apparently, I read this on uh, the trivias that Mr. White meets up with Patricia Arquette's character from True Romance at the end of this or something, and they were going to merge the True Romance universe into this. Really? Okay. Also, I don't know if because you know... the thing that I do know mm. is that Tarantino got the money to make this movie because he sold this True Romance script. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And which Tony Scott directed? Is that yes. right? Tony, the True Romance is not as good as this. I oh, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. I, I think it's also it's not the Tony Scott thing. I just don't think it's as good a script as this. For sure. I feel. Also, was it a true romance? I think it was just a regular... <laughs> kind of a regular, yeah, regular romance. romance. That's regular romance, they just had guns. Yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting about this movie as well? That you don't see... Which the... one are we talking about? Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. You don't actually see the heist in it, but there is no. a video game... The Reser- oh, yeah. Where, ...where you do the heist. Yes. I've never played it, uh-huh. uh, but it, it kind of fills in that gap. Apparently, it's not very good. Yeah, right. Uh, but... Yeah. There's I, an Inception prequel comic called The Cobal Job. Oh, yeah. Which explains the job that they screwed up oh. prior to the events of the movie. Is it good? I don't remember it being good. came out in 2006. It's a PlayStation 2 and Xbox game. Banned in Australia, if I remember correctly. Yes, yeah, so I think you're right. Yeah. It was or refused year. classification, because which is we didn't as good have as a, We didn't have an R rating. Yeah, game, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I believe it wasn't. Uh, well, reception, there you go. gameplay, third person. Controversy, yeah, refused, whatever. Third person, did you say? Yeah, third person. Okay, right. So there you go. So, mm, I mean, okay. you can still order it from overseas. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. you don't want to. Just watch a Let's Play. Watch a Let's Play, Mason. Mm-hmm. Oh, not in 2006. Yeah, right. You'll not be watching no Let's Plays. Uh-huh. Maybe you'd download one on E-Bombs World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't find any reviews for this fucking thing. I just, I just want to know whether it was good or like the critical consensus. If you played it, was it good or not? Yes no, or no? No, because that'll muddy the other oh, one. All right, fine. 50% on Metacritic. Oh, not bad. Ignore that second thing. Okay. Or if you're going to talk about the second thing, 
specified say second thing mm. yes or no okay right uh okay just towards the end of this you know how the vega brothers right yes they get on the vega bus because yes. they were going to do a vega prequel film yes uh-huh sure. both the vega brothers end up dead is One it in... vic vega and vincent vega yes okay. in whatever order that's very confusing for their parents i agree mm. or they change their names because it's entirely possible well that's true yeah one's victory vega yes and one's <laughs> vincent vega okay so, yeah right. so there was going to be a movie called double v vega and if you thought it was a Street Fighter game, I mean movie, yes. it was not that. Okay. That did come out. There's a Vega character, isn't there, Street Fighter Mason? He's got a claw, doesn't he? That's yeah, true. That's good. But they were going <laughs> to... Gwendolyn Tarantino... Side note, originally, mm. the character of M. Bison was called Vega. Is that true? Yes. Wow. We should do a Street and, Fighter and, episode. And the character uh, Balrog was mm. called M. Bison. Because he's like Mike Tyson, but he was Mike Bison. Oh. But then they gave it the old switcheroo. They switched all those so three Mike names Tyson around. So Mike Tyson wouldn't sue? I, I guess so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah, I'm learning things too. That's right. Anyway, so it was going to be a movie. It was going to be a John Travolta, Michael Marsden movie. Where, Madsen. Madsen, sorry. <laughs> Marsden, is, he's an author. And it was going to be a prequel where it explored like the adventures, maybe in Amsterdam or whatever. Oh, that's for what, sure, because he spent years over there. Yeah, yeah, three years or whatever it is. The thing is, they aged out of the role, and that's why they kind of stopped doing it. And But I think ne- if you wanted to do it now... With modern technology, you could actually do it. I think you could de-age yeah, both. Okay. I don't think Quentin Tarantino would be interested in doing that necessarily, mm-hmm. but I think you, you could do it. I also heard... Would you watch a movie set in any of the Quentin Tarantino worlds not directed by Quentin Tarantino? I mean, I guess so. Would you I'm... watch Reservoir Dogs directed by McGee as an example? <laughs> Yeah. Or, or Michael Bay. I mean, I wouldn't watch it. Thinking... Michael Bay's Reservoir Dogs too. Michael Bay's Reservoir Dark Dogs Dark of the is, Moon. Is pro- it's set on the moon. <laughs> well, then, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, is True Romance set in the same universe? And the vampire one is... Dusk Till Dawn. Is that set in the movie universe within... Oh, sure, sure, sure. Right. Well, that is the... That, that well, is the, the, do you want to explain the, the two eternal, universes? The, the, the Tarantino... The Tarantino... Uh, the theory of the Tarantino universe is that... Some of the movies are set ostensibly in the real world, our world, yeah. and some of them, some of the movies are set in. Some of the movies, it's the are, movies that they, they watch. would watch in that in that yeah. universe. So Kill and the, Bill, and the linchpin mm. apparently is that in Inglorious Bastards, which is set in the 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 real yeah. quote unquote real world, the pop fiction world, or whatever. Uh, is that yes, it's set in the same universe as Pulp Fiction. Is that uh, the hyper-violent death of Hitler in that movie theatre mm. caused people to only love really violent, horrific movies. How did the word even get out that they machine gunned I him? don't know. Yeah. It's probably a bold young filmmaker there. No just, doubt. Just Hand filming, cranking, a... cranking, filming Hitler's feet, you know, <laughs> so everybody would know. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah, and then apparently, and yeah. so so in Pulp Fiction, which I get, we'll, yeah. get, we'll get to in a sec, uh, Mia Wallace's, uh, Uma Thurman's character Mia Wallace was in a TV pilot called Fox Force 5, mm. And there are some parallels to those characters and the characters in Kill, in Kill Bill. Because maybe... Yeah, so Kill Bill is set in the movie universe within Tarantino, yes, isn't it? Yes, that's so right. It's like the hyper-violent yeah. kung fu and whatever. And like Planet Terror is in there. Yep. Um, Death Proof. Death Proof is in there. And maybe some other ones, probably, mm. presumably. Yeah, so... But anyway, I heard an idea. I think it might have been John Travolta, and I, I couldn't find the interview. I read it years ago where he mm. said... Oh, how did you feel about this? Well, well, we'll talk about it when we talk about politics. Yes, <laughs> we definitely will. Your arch nemesis. But he, um, he's like, well, we've aged out of the roles, if he did say this. But somebody said it. I can't remember who. But he goes, I, we thought of an idea around it, and that is that I could come back and play Vincent Vega's twin brother... And Michael Madsen could play the twin brother of his character from Pulp Fiction, and then we meet up. 
So those guys would be two separate identical twins who had their twins killed and then they come oh together. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. Wow. And I'm like, is that what people <laughs> What are you doing? I mean, I mean, John Travolta could also come back as uh, the Archangel Michael from the movie Michael. <laughs> <laughs> sure he could And Michael Madsen could come back as literally, literally any of the Many characters he's played I thought the movie Michael was a sequel To the movie Phenomenon Oh yeah, mm. right You know, a magical nice guy a Magical nice man, yeah Yeah, uh-huh. He's an angel, not a saint, remember? Oh, you know, I, I remember yeah. <laughs> Let's do Pulp Fiction Oh, can we talk about, just before we can the, sure. a, 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 couple of, a character that gets almost no screen time Is Mr. Blue, who's Eddie Bunker mm. Who's the oh, old, real life Yeah, he's a real yeah. life He was a, he was a real life Armed robber, yeah, uh, very, went to jail for many things, yeah. and then in the seventies he, because I didn't know anything about him, mm. and he looked like a that guy. I'm like, who's yeah. who's this guy? He you probably know. robbed your dad. I was gonna be, yeah. He's like, he looked like maybe like a a, a sitcom character from the seventies or something yeah, right. like that. And I'm like, who is this guy? And so he he uh, was an armed robber, bank robber, drug dealing, extortion, and then he got released from prison in 1975 and decided to become a crime writer and an actor. Right, and so he's. Uh, and didn't he? I read an interview with him where he was talking about, yeah, if we were if we were really doing a heist like this, like a diamond heist, uh-huh. uh, we wouldn't all wear the same suits and sit in a diner and then <laughs> right. go, and then go rob a jewelry store because uh-huh. yeah. we're pretty easily identifiable. That's true. But also, because you got to remember that the Pulp Fiction movie universe, even though it has movies within the universe, though the Pulp Fiction is a movie within our universe. So it's actually true, a movie. Yeah. yeah. So that's and that all, you can get yeah, away exa- with that. Well, exactly. And also, <laughs> and also isn't isn't the, the larger universe explanation is also that our the the pop fiction universe, the Reservoir Dog, Dogs universe, is also more it, it it's overall more violent as yes. well because society yeah. has reflected off the the more violent movies yeah. they see and has in has in fact become more violent and more stylized, I guess. Yeah. So you absolutely would all wear identical suits and knock over a jewelry <laughs> store. Also, what's the cops' plan? Is it to wait till they all get machine gunned and then... I guess so. Okay, right. It's a good mm, question. Isn't it, though? Yeah. That's the world we live in. Mm. Pop Fiction, 1994. Apparently, it cost $8 million to make. Uh, $5 million of that was set was spent on cast, but it made $200 million in total, so it did very well. Though I also read somewhere that each of the major players, like the major cast members, got $20,000 a week. So maybe that is that. Uh, also... Um, when I started watching this one again, and it opens up with what's the dialogue? It opens with Pulp Fiction. Uh, it's it's Tim Roth and, uh, and oh yeah, they're in the dialogue. Amanda Plummer and they're and they're. Uh, I had to like snap back into it. I'm like, I can't fucking follow this. Really? <laughs> like, I really uh-huh. had to like because I'm used to kind of half watching something. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, oh shit, I really gotta pay yeah. attention to this. Yeah. Did you feel that was a chore though? Because I was like, a I'm re- really? Because yeah. I'm like, I'm really actually getting. I I like the the little maybe because I know in, where it yeah. goes. Oh uh, yeah, I guess that's probably moment. true. Yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. it, it, objectively, that's a you know that's a good uh-huh. scene. I assume. And they're talking about how, uh, you know, who to rob and why. Yeah, it's who to yeah. rob and why, and you should you know banks are easy to rob because they're all insured and nobody yeah. cares and blah blah blah. But you should definitely rob this restaurant because nobody's expecting it. Yes, mm-hmm. is this better Do than you think, um, than Reservoir Dogs? Dogs? Yeah. Absolutely, I think yeah, it is. Yeah, I agree. Uh-huh. Mm. I think it's it's it's. The acting's better. Yep. They let Tim Roth use his own accent. Yes. Uh, it's it's more colourful. Mm-hmm. It's got more colourful characters. It's funnier. It's definitely funnier, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, he's never... Quentin Tarantino has never said that any of his movies are comedies, I yeah. don't think. He's always like, these are dramas, but this one's... But this is funnier than most Real movies. life is funny, yeah. you know what I mean? When, when they're banging Comical, on... <laughs> violent misadventures are very funny. You know, uh, so he... I, I looked this up because I'm like... 
Quentin Tarantino must have lived in Amsterdam or just recently been to Amsterdam. Or it's just all... one of these... No, again, I think it's just one of those... No, he did. I looked oh, okay, it up. He, did. he, okay, right. he wrote the script in Amsterdam. Oh, right, okay. But he's talking about what kind of food there is in Europe. And if yeah, you go to right. the, and this is how you... Like, you've been yeah. to Amsterdam, have you? I have not. I've been to Amsterdam, Mason, because of course I have. I've been mm-hmm. there twice because I'm around right. the world. Okay. But, I have eaten a Royale with cheese in, in, in uh, France. Oh, well, I haven't so. done that. Okay. So, uh, yeah. so there's definitely that, like, I think that would have been more interesting... To be like, wow! In Europe, they say different things. They different, yeah, right. like it, now it's like it's it's obvious. It's like, well, yeah, things are named different <laughs> things in different places. But you're also yeah, and it's you can buy different things in different parts of the world. Well, that is true. But also, you know, it's it's and they, I'm so cultured, Mason. Well, that's, just... you are very cultured. But also, again, these are two. These are two. They're they're hired killers, but they're also ostensibly average Joes from America. Yeah, you're right. So they've it's, never been. Out, say, nev- yeah. You know, aside from this trip to Amsterdam, they've never been outside of America. Yeah. So. I think, because I was thinking about, well, I googled, did Pulp Fiction increase restaurant robberies? Okay. Because it basically made a really excellent case yeah. for, you should rob <laughs> restaurants as opposed to banks. Look, you were definitely, you were definitely, uh, uh, I'm saying does movies influence society yeah, for the worst, Mason. Does, does Quentin saying. Tarantino movies specifically? You, you, he's, he's the first influencer. He's <laughs> increasing restaurant robberies. He's in, he's lowering tipping. <laughs> He's doing it all. Anyway, I didn't get that result, but I did get... Heroin use. That's right. Adrenaline to the chest just to see what'll happen. Apparently, you shouldn't do that. It's not how, right. you, how you would get out of that situation. But I, I didn't come up, but I did get what's the point of Pulp Fiction. That was like one of the top results. And I oh, think... What's the point of it? Well, what they talk... What it said is that this movie is a search for meaning. Right. And, a, and, 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 and like the, how things work and an explanation of ideas and whatever. And I think it really is, especially because of the Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta characters, because it's just, what's this called? What's a TV pilot? <laughs> uh, would you give a guy a foot massage? Like, it's just oh. like, it's constant just yeah. firing questions well, at each it is, other. It's, it's, it's a couple of things. I think it's, it's bar trivia. It's the bar movie. trivia. It's, I th- <laughs> but I think, I think what works about this movie is it's this, it's the mundanity of life. Mm. And then it's, incredible bursts of violence. Yes. Like, that's it. It's like, well, I can relate because we're having a dumb conversation about your trip to Amsterdam and, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, there's a there's a somebody's head explodes. Yeah, whatever, exactly. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think, yeah, that wasn't a slight, by the way. I didn't, no, I didn't yeah, mean to right. sound like uh-huh. a negative, but I just thought that was really and also, being aware I, of that. I think that another lesson is be alert when you go to the toilets, yes, because no, because ma- whenever you come out, <laughs> something bad's going to happen to um, you or others. Yeah, you you you're gonna you're gonna be in the toilet for five minutes, and somebody's going to overdose on heroin. Yeah, or Bruce Willis is going to be there with a machine gun. And yeah. He's going to kill you. You know what's interesting about that Bruce Willis? Oh, there's a robbery in a restaurant. Uh-huh. But that the reason he goes to the toilet a lot is because apparently a side effect of heroin addiction, and this is in Train Spotting, is constipation. All right. So that's why he's constantly going to the toilet, or he's just sitting on the toilet. Well, for isn't so that? Long. I mean, that's because you would think you'd go to the toilet less. Yeah. And you know when, but that, I guess, hope springs eternal, you know? Boy, does Every it. time you see a toilet, <laughs> you just go there you just and go just there. be like, I'll, I'm going to try. I'm going to do it. Yeah. But this is jumping forward a bit in the movie, but the moment where Bruce Willis gets machine, machine guns John Travolta, uh-huh. I was thinking, why did he not hear him come in? Because he's stomping around his apartment. He's putting Pop-Tarts in. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, get out of there, Bruce Willis. What are you doing? Uh-huh. But the reason is... Uh, is because he's on heroin right He's on heroin. Well, Quentin Tarantino confirmed this, but basically, you know, Marcel Wallace was coming back with two cups of coffee. He yeah. was... So he'd left the apartment to go and get snacks. Oh, I see. And John Travolta's thinking, no one's dumb enough to come back. 
yeah, to the apartment because right, uh-huh. he wouldn't have come back if it wasn't for the watch. Right. So that's why he runs into him outside of the apartment and that's why John Travolta doesn't think anything of the noise because he just thinks it's his boss. Oh, right. And also he probably doesn't know the machine gun's there because it's not his. It's his boss's that left oh, it there and okay, then right. went out to get the coffee because he doesn't carry a machine gun. Yeah. Interesting that Marcellus Wallace, the the, mm. the gang boss, is when going out for the coffee. He likes the fresh air. Oh, okay. Also, John Travolta's on the toilet. I guess that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. Here's a question. Oh, okay. Travolta and Jackson are a great combination. Uh-huh. Samuel L. Jackson is particularly good in this uh-huh. movie. And that interrogation scene is incredible. Damning John Travolta with faint praise. Yeah. No, he's good always. in this. Yeah. He's uh-huh. good. He's yeah. really good in this. Apparently... Uh, Tarantino saw him in the movie. The, it's a Brian De Palma movie called Blowout, mm. which is from the early '80s, which is actually very good. You should. I've never seen that. No. It's kind of like it's kind of like a Rear Window kind of movie where uh, he's like a he's like a sound engineer. Yeah. And his boss is like, "You got to go out and get bloody more realistic wind noises for this movie." And so he goes out into the the night and he accidentally records like a gunshot. He sees a car accident and he records the noise and he's like, "Oh, this is a gunshot." So yeah. you know, the, there's a, an assassinations afoot and then he has to sort of go on the run. Oh, it's a good movie. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you'll have to get over your, your Travolta bias to watch it. He's good in things. Yeah, that's true. I just and I've said this before. He had multiple opportunities <laughs> and squandered them I understand. on garbage. Sure. He did make Be Cool. No, the other one, which Get Shorty, is good. Get Shorty which is uh-huh. good. Apparently, there's, there's. I don't think this works, but Jules is the piano player in Kill Bill. Some people think because his idea is, I want to go on the road and be a drifter or whatever. Or I want to retire from this right. life, and then he shows up in Kill Bill. But that couldn't work if Kill Bill was set in the movie universe. That's true. Within this universe. Also, I have no memory of him in uh, in Kill Bill. Yeah, he's talks, is he in two. He gets he's after before the bride gets shot in the head. I think. Oh, he's, he's in the church. I believe so. Right. Okay. I don't from, remember. I haven't seen that movie okay, in a long right. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uma Thurman's really good in this. Yes. And that Halloween costume you still cannot escape. <laughs> that's true, yeah. The black bob haircut. Well, that's true. I and mean, the white shirt. That there's, if you see somebody in that outfit, there's only ever one person it can be. So yeah, that's, that's a, the mark of a good, if a they're memorable com- costume. If they're committing to it, they'll probably do a needle sticking out of the chest, yeah. I'd imagine. Uh-huh. Apparently she didn't, wasn't really sure she was going to do it and Tarantino like, read her the script over the phone. and she, she's ta- He's talked about her, how she's his muse and all those uh-huh. kinds of things before. She was married to Ethan Hawke at the time. Or, oh, my I muse, believe. my size 10 muse. <laughs> my size 10 wide. Here's a question for you, though. I'm talking about a feat. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Okay. In, okay, in the Diner scene, yes. is that a good dance or a ridiculous dance? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, well, that's a, I don't know. And also, it's it's the you know because it's it's a twist competition in a nineteen fifties themed. Cost one hundred fifty thousand dollars to make that. Oh, so they built it. Okay, yeah. so that's not existing. That was. Never I thought existing. it was initially. I found conflicting yeah. information, but okay, I saw right, that yeah. in particular. But yeah. it's this it's this bizarre nineteen fifties themed diner where you can sit in a, a convertible car and receive yeah. your meal and what have you, and everybody gets served by Hollywood icons of the past and, yep. and that kind of thing. Five so, dollar milkshakes. Five dollar milkshakes. I'm like, that's quite reasonable. Yeah, well, I was gonna say <laughs> these days. Yeah. Um, definitely pay five bucks for yeah. the board's best milkshake shake, whatever it's called. Um I don't know. I, I, I was I was under the impression that, you know, it's you you want to do your best nineteen fifties twist, yeah. so it doesn't have to be good. It just has to be what they they did in the nineteen. Well, then it wasn't good. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Because I remember that being like the coolest yeah. thing in the world. Oh yeah. But if I saw that now, and probably because it's, I know what it's from. Yes, exactly. And he's doing the the two fingers across the eyes yeah, or whatever. Uh-huh. What do you think of Travolta's wig in this, or parts of wig or whatever's going on there? I don't mind it. Me neither. Uh-huh. I enjoy it in Iron Man three also on Happy Hogan. Mm. Yeah, uh, Christopher Walken's excellent mm-hmm. in the. God, he's young in this. Yeah, yeah. My favorite part about the Christopher Walken scene, and I'd not, I'd forgotten until just now. He says, uh, 
that he wore the watch up his ass for two years. <laughs> he didn't keep it up there. He wore it up there. Do you reckon that's an ad lib? Or do you reckon I don't that's, know. Because apparently... It could be a flub. I could don't know. Be. Well, they keeps a lot of flubs in this. I mean, nobody says... Like, nobody reflexively says, I kept the watch up there. No, you always say, true. I wore a watch. Yeah, up so, my ass. Yeah. Because the moment where, you know, John Travolta crashes the car into Eric Stoltz's house and then comes out. Yeah. And he's trying to be like, I got this... This is Marcellus Wallace's wife or whatever. He flubs a line and he just ah, keeps going. Right. But it kind of feels natural because you don't always speak yeah. properly. Well, that's true. You there's, all, there's also another flub that when Honey Bunny, right at the start of the movie, she mm. says she's going to kill everybody. Mm. You know, she gets up on the table. When we see it again later, it's a different line. That's intentional, though. Ah, because apparently is that the an unreliable narrator kind of situation? Yeah, because one of them is from her perspective, which is what actually ah. happened, and one's from Samuel L. Jackson's perspective. Ah, that's fun. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Or it's a flub. Or it's a flub. They've yeah, said it in, ret- yeah. they've, in hindsight. They've been like, yeah, no, that's deliberate. Do you remember when Bruce Willis used to be good? At acting, yeah. God, he's good or, in and this. And caring about things. Yeah. yeah. Apparently mm-hmm. Mickey Rourke passed on this to, for a real boxing career. Oh, which I think he would have been. And well, now he's the heavyweight champion of the world. So that's where he made it. Didn't he's he? been he's been the heavyweight champion of the world for and nearly twenty the, years, and so. he tells a story on his face. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I think Matt Dillon was was it this role he was offered? I think it was, and he didn't get back immediately. So that oh, he gave lost it to someone. It. Wow, I think okay. it was either this or something else. Right. I don't like Bruce Willis's manic pixie dream girl girlfriend. <laughs> that is uh-huh. just not a real person. Right. Okay. Sure. And I think this movie is. Responsible for manic pixie dream girls. Do you really? Yeah. Even more so than Zoe Deschanel, or yep. or or even more so than just like yeah, because she's like, oh, I want to go and I want to even more so than Zach I to, Braff. I, I want to live on a river and <laughs> and make and make paper flowers and whatever. Mm. And Bruce Willis is like, where's my fucking watch? And she's like, oh, I just want to drink milk out of a cow's udder or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Mm. She's not a real person, yeah, is what no, I'm saying. No, she's a fake human being. Yeah, I thought. I'm not I'll... saying she's bad. No, but I'm... I, but I, th- I also think that a lot of their kind of lovey-dovey, like it was an intended to build this idea of they've been in a relationship for a long time, so they've got cute nicknames for each other, and sure, you know, they've kind of they've got a little they've got a little repartee going on. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. but I... you're right. It, it's, it's thoroughly annoying. Yeah. <laughs> also, did you know that this is not the first movie that John Travolta and Bruce Willis have done together? Oh. Look who's talking, Mason. And oh, maybe the sequel. Right, I get it. Back together. No, I Two get great it. tastes. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. That taste great together. Did they ever have, did they ever, I wonder if they ever interacted, like on set or is just, because Bruce oh, Willis yeah. is the voice. Probably not, maybe, I imagine. Maybe never, yeah. yeah. That Zed thing is, that whole element is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and when, it's interesting as well because they're, they're characters out of nowhere. They're, they don't relate to the plot in any no. way. They just, they just run into some, <laughs> some, Bizarre deviant predators for yeah. no reason, right? Apparently they're brothers, those guys as well, or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you kind of think he's breaking up the fight initially, or when yeah. I first saw it, obviously. Yeah, right. uh-huh. And then it just turns <laughs> really quickly. It's, yeah. it's horrifying. But it's it's got a very satisfying conclusion. Yeah. Man shot in the dick. Man shot in the dick. <laughs> That's how all movies should end. <laughs> the most satisfying conclusion. Yeah. The mummy at the end. Yeah. Brendan Fraser. Shot Fraser. In the dick. Shot in the dick. Yeah. Do you have any um, thoughts on the Marcellus Wallace Band-Aid oh, on the back of look, the neck? Look, what, what else could it be? So okay. the, 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 Do you want to explain this well, before the, we... The, the, yeah. the, the, the ongoing, the... Oh, I don't know if Quentin Tarantino's ever confirmed this or... Mm. The, 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 I have the actual information okay. on it. Okay, so, we, so, well, so yeah. the, the MacGuffin of this movie is the thing that everybody wants is a briefcase. It's been confirmed, by the way, because he's had to answer this question every day for uh, 20 okay. years. Yeah, so I, I was going to say, this is his Buzz Aldrin <laughs> man walking on the moon scenario. So so the MacGuffin is this briefcase. Everybody wants the briefcase. Yeah. Uh, everybody's got to 
keep this briefcase secure. It's something that Marcellus Wallace, it's it's his property, yes. and it keeps bouncing around between people. And you open up the, the briefcase and there's just a glowing orange mm. light. We don't know what it is. Uh, Initially, but... it was just going to be like, they added that element, that supernatural oh, okay, right. element. It was just yeah, going right. to be a briefcase, uh-huh. yeah. And the, 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 the clue that people point to is that Marcellus Wallace has a band-aid on the back of his yep. head. And so the, 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 the main theory is that he got his soul sucked out through the back of his neck and yeah. it's in the briefcase and he needs it. He, ne- he, he can't put it back in, Yep. but he, it's in, just in the briefcase. He's carried around uh-huh. with him. So you're saying Quentin Tarantino has been asked about this for, for 20 yeah. years. So first of all, on that Band-Aid, uh, apparently it's just a coincidence because he cut himself shaving his head. All right. So it's not even supposed to be related <laughs> to that thing. That I, being said, you can interpret anything from well, this. Well, that's true. And this, sorry, go on. I was, well, was going to say, I, I read a thread on this on Twitter, not mm. on this specific thing, but just like, People into people, you know, asking authors or what have you, going up, you know, during Q and A's and saying, "What's this exact? What's, what, you know, mm. this does this does this sequence of numbers represent this?" And people just going, "No, it's just yeah. just a coincidence." Catch twenty two apparently was originally called Catch eighteen. All right, but and there was another book that came out that had eighteen in the title, and he just went, and Joseph Heller just went twenty two. Then I guess. <laughs> so there's no. So is that the actual origin of Catch twenty two? Yes. The the phrase. Yes, I did not know the, that. The novel Catch twenty two, and yeah. I've seen the Great Show. I know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's a lot of this stuff is just the 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 mythos builds yeah. from just a, a coincidence or like I uh, I don't think it was Kurosawa, but it's it's a it was a Japanese director and they said it, it was asked of him that beautiful pan shot in your movie mm. why do you why did you stop here why did you start here and stop here you know that does this represent anything he's like well if I moved an inch to the left you'd see the Sony factory <laughs> in this medieval yeah. movie and if we move to the right you'd see the freeway yeah right so yeah. I just had to stop start in and that, stop there yeah that, know, and that's the thing D- David F Sandberg who did Shazam yeah he put a really interesting video up on his YouTube recently where he talked about how a lot of the things that people read into a lot of film a- film essayists on YouTube in particular they're reading into all these elements of filmmaking which are just happenstance and situations like you're talking about yeah right there's a moment in shazam where he's trying to fly in the mall uh-huh. and there's people behind him right yeah. and they did they green screen out all the people who are behind him like lifting him up on cables but there's crew members standing just to the side who were in the shot that they forgot to remove oh, right. oh in the theatrical right? release yeah so it would right. have been more expensive to remove them so they just CGI'd in a bunch of bags in front of them so they're shoppers. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, and because their crew members just standing there just like just watching the scene Yeah, unfold. right, uh-huh. So it's, he's saying like things like that where a lot of the things, is, it's just this is how we're going to have to make this work because yeah, right. filmmaking is just problem solving. Well, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and cameras and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> what were we talking about before I... The, the briefcase. Oh, the briefcase, right. Okay, so the um the original plan was... A one. The, there was a rumour that... The original plan was going to be that it was going to c- contain the diamonds from Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. And the other one is, uh, yeah, the thing you said about the soul. But Quentin Tarantino just says it's not supposed to be anything. It's whatever you think it should be. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the essential element of a MacGuffin. Mm. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. If it, if it has any real... What are you going to do with a human soul anyway? Exactly. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What's what's bloody Tim Roth, the bloody restaurant thief, <laughs> burglar robber? What, what's, what's he want with a human soul? Is he going to eat it? Yeah. You know? Do you think this has got a satisfying conclusion or do you think it's... I, I like the abrupt ending. It's not yeah. kind of satisfying. I just, in the sense of like, wow, like that really built to a climax. It uh-huh. doesn't really build to anything. It just it just stops. But I like yeah. that because this world kind of continues on. Well, exactly. You know what happens to Travolta. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's a 50 short films of about Springfield situation. That's right, yeah. Uh, it's just, it's a, it's a slice of life with some characters, some of whom are worse than others. Yes. Yeah. 
Most are bad. Most are so bad. <laughs> They're all the worst. They're either murderers or manic pixie dream girls. That's right. Yuck. Yeah, yuck. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that they had, you know... The, and, and there was, you know, for some characters like for Mia Wallace and Vincent Vega, there was like the soft ending where they're like, okay, bye. Like we had that horrible, yeah. you know, experience and that's, the, but then later we get a little, we get a little catch up with them. Yeah. You know, and, and she's like, oh, I never, think, never think for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. Remember that time you had that heroin? He snorted that heroin. Her- and Eric Stoltz was not a fan either, mm-hmm. me bringing in the apartment. Eric Stoltz is good in this, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I started watching The Prophecy. What if they deleted and replaced it with Michael J. Fox? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a cow agreeing with you. Yeah, I see. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying? I can't remember. Eric okay, Stoltz, Prophecy. Mm-hmm. It's about demons in the 90s or some shit. Okay. You know, there's a bit where they get the gun unloaded on them and one of them learns a lesson and the other one's just like, sometimes bullets miss. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's an interpretation of that scene. First of all, the bullet holes are already behind them before he fires the gun. Oh, I see. Right. Uh, but in uh, when they walk away, there's bullet holes also directly behind them, which means it may have actually been a miracle Oh the yes, bullets okay, actually sure. didn't hit them. Uh-huh. So that's God's way of saying, like, here's a second chance and one of them takes it and one of them doesn't. So... But again, but again, they bo- but also they both lived. So no, they didn't. Oh yeah, one of them. I was going to say, oh yeah, <laughs> one of them chooses to yeah. continue the life and that's right. And he gets nothing. machine gunned by Bruce Willis. And yeah. the other's like, I'm going to be a drifter. You know why that? Because I remember. Because again, it's out of it's out exactly. It's out of. So I remember them just leaving the diner and being like, yeah. oh, good for them. I, I wonder how the rest of their lives. Were. <laughs> oh, machine gunned to death. Okay. Now, now I know that this has been done. Yes, but I wonder how this plays chronologically if you recap. Oh it. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh huh. Mm. Probably not as good, I'd imagine, but still quite good. Yeah, also, yeah, very much not as good because again, you just again you'd see Travolta, yeah, come out of the diner and get machine gunned, yes. and then you'd be like, oh, that's the end. That's I guess the end of him. I suppose. Oh no, yeah. then there's the Bruce Willis. Yeah. Okay, so chronic chronologically, it ends what's with the Bruce Willis escaping? Bren- Bruce Willis escaping. Okay, right. Mm. Mm. Great. It's like the movie Hearts War. Is it? Maybe. I never saw the end. <laughs> All right, good. But it's about Bruce Willis escaping with okay. Colin Farrell. But I think he doesn't make it. Huh. I can't remember. Mm. Um, well, I just, I f- it was like for a second out of the corner where I thought there was someone standing right here wow. next to me. Yeah. Wow. Jeez, I'm Bruce tired. Willis making pop tarts. Is that what it was? <laughs> God. That really freaked me out. I don't know if you uh-huh. noticed it. But yeah. Really... <laughs> also, get off the toilet. We've got to go record a podcast. <laughs> Um, Mr. Wolf, I guess that's the last thing we can talk about uh-huh, here. Yeah. Uh, Harvey Keitel returns as a different character, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's a good character. What I like about that is the respect and the lore around that character. Yeah, The right. way that people treat him mm-hmm. and listen to him for the most part. And he, he's fast on his feet and he's, he's got his an ideas man. Uh-huh. And, you know, he's been presented with a scenario that he probably hasn't been in before. Yeah. He could have been promoted to management at this point, but he likes getting <laughs> his hands dirty, you know? He likes... I, I like that. It's like, it's 30 minutes away, I'll be there in 10. Yeah, right. Whatever. Good on him. That sounds unsafe. It really does. Yeah. yeah. So there, there you go. Um, Yeah, I think I've written a list of movies that this is responsible for. Uh, I was just going to say we're talking about yeah. it, well, the last thing I was going to say is like what what is this yeah. what is this what has this done to the, for the movie industry yeah. these two movies especially uh, go all right it's out of order way of the gun all right uh, the big hit I feel like way of the gun is most notable for the opening <laughs> the sequence Silverman. and then nothing else yeah, you're but probably all right. right well I think that's the is that Christopher McQuarrie I want to say oh, it might be Mission Impossible um, uh-huh. the big hit with Mark Wahlberg sure. which some people have recommended us uh-huh. doing. Get Shorty, of course, yeah, which came mm-hmm. out the following year, Boondock Saints. And even though Sin City, the comic, was written before, yep. it's structured, some cuts are structured like a 
Pulp Fiction kind of I guess of that's true, yeah. Version. Well, I guess this this both of these movies sort of repopularized kind of hard-boiled mm. crime narratives. It and... was Christopher McQuarrie, yeah. He was blacklisted after this because it didn't do well. Way of the Gun. Really? Yeah. Huh. How yeah. poorly did it do? I don't know. It wasn't very good, I remember, from memory. Yeah, correct, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, how far he's come, you know? Yeah, he really has. Yeah, he's but it's kind, of, it's kind of... It, it, did, did, did this repopularize... Uh, made twenty, made thirteen million off twenty one million. Oh, that's less. So it's bad. Yeah. yeah, this sort of repopularized like noir crime yeah. in and 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 it also I don't know did it did was were these movies kind of did they kick off everything's a reference you know just movies that are just well I think Clerks and Mallrats as yeah, well I guess that's true, yeah. kind of, that was uh-huh. this era so not necessarily yeah but I guess that's probably true there is a lot of like do you remember this TV show yeah I remember that TV uh-huh. show do you remember this actor yeah I remember that actor uh-huh. it's the podcast of its day yes yeah well, well do you think imagine if we were <laughs> imagine if we attempted to inform the public about pop culture news in the nineties mm. and podcasting didn't exist so we had to make an we independent could... movie every time every week. <laughs> We'd have to make an independent crime movie every week <laughs> yeah, exactly. with twists and turns and non-linear narratives, and then we'd be like, did you hear the casting a Joker movie? Yeah. <laughs> but who do you think sweeping the corridors of the Batcave? <laughs> We're doing it all. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, that's those two movies, isn't it? Yeah. Watch. Still um, hold up? Yeah, I think so, especially mm. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. It's very rude, though, isn't it? They're rude They're movies. Rude They're movies. rude boys for the most part. They're, They're rude. rude. They're saying rude. They're saying R words and other R words yeah. and G words and all sorts of words. So rude. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just think of the worst words starting that letter. <laughs> They've said it. They just said it. Yeah. We well, you know what I liked about doing this? Yes. These are movies that I'm familiar with and then rewatch and you kind mm-hmm. of and you can look up trivia and yeah, pick yeah. up new things a second time as opposed to watching a movie and then three days later being like, what's everything you remember from... <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> so I think I definitely preferred the. I'm glad we're yeah. coming out of the blockbuster season yeah. where it could be like, can we talk about. To answer your question, <laughs> it's the bit where the car and the motorcycle go under the truck. <laughs> okay. That's all I remember. And then they go to Samoa. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. It was the bad boys of its day, yeah. too. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's an extra 30 minutes yeah. at the end. Yeah. Anyway, you know what it's time for? Uh, what we're reading? What are we going to read? Oh, yeah. I'm doing the thing. What do you got? Uh, season three of Glows Out on Netflix. I'm oh, I never finished that. two. It's good. Well, all right. I know then, it's good. Yeah. Okay, right. Uh huh. Yeah. Why didn't you? Because life question. gets in the way. You know life what I mean? Does get in the way. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, mm. Season two is the same as in quality, isn't it? I think For so. The most yeah. part. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Mm. Uh huh. And it's a rare Netflix show that's going to get that's got three seasons. I don't know if this is this is rounding it out. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Mm. Doesn't seem super expensive. It's mostly hiring a gym, isn't it? <laughs> yep, it's hiring a gym and hairspray. Yes, that's it's those two wrong. things. Yeah. yeah, on DVD, so you can get all the references from the era. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Travolta, he's back. Oh goodness gracious, that's a, not a good movie either. <laughs> Do you remember uh, Travolta in that movie? They're like Travolta's. I playing. haven't seen it. Okay, I have. Yes. I saw it in the movies. I was at uni when it came out. Uh-huh. I used to live with. Um, you know, Becky and Claire, who you know. Yes. And we went to see it. It's fine. It's not terrible. But I remember, like, people like, you won't even recognize John Travolta because he plays somebody's mum in it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's clearly fucking John Travolta. And he, it's John, it's obviously John Travolta. Uh-huh. They meant acting wise. Yeah, know? but I still, it's still John Travolta. <laughs> well, they should have said, you won't recognize John Travolta from his acting, but you will recognize <laughs> the physical presence of John Travolta in a, in a lady suit. He can, he's got a variety of wigs. I can pick him up. I can that's pick true. him out from a mile You've away. You've seen every configuration of John Travolta. Travolta wearing a wig there is. This, he, can't, he can't fool you in any way. I'm not, he's actually a good performance. He does a dance in it. It's oh, yeah. good, he's good in it. But mm. yeah, it's obviously John Travolta. Yeah, right. 
right. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, before you, I've been watching Avengers Endgame. It's so long. <laughs> you, I was watching. I started last night. I got. You've been watching it in segments. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. So it was like an uh, it was an hour and a half in. I'm like, I'm gonna have to come back to this because huh. I got to get up early. So I've. I'm restarting it again. Those two movies could have been three movies easily. I'm oh, yeah. glad they didn't. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad it was two. What's uh, having rewatched the first hour and a half? Mm. Uh, what what springs out at you? What what what's what's it's funny? What's hell? Okay, it's funny. It's is funny. That, yeah. Is it key? Yeah. And that's Rocket interesting because in yeah. that's the that's the most hellish part. <laughs> the first half, it's just like yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, it's like everybody's dead. It's been years. There's some great. We're all so sad. That's true. But there's some great deleted scenes that I've seen as well where. Rocket Raccoon is laughing at them because they're talking about the Chitari army. And he's oh, like, yeah. you just got to blow up the main ship. And they're like, well, we didn't know that. And yeah, he's like, yeah. they're, the, they're the worst army in the galaxy. <laughs> and then Tony Stark comes up on him and shaves the back of his head. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So there's little moments like that, which are quite good. I does, love he the, have the sha- does he have a shaved back of the head for the rest of the movie? I don't I believe so, no. Okay, right. There's, um, Too expensive. That's right. Mm-hmm. I love the um, what's up regular sized man joke. Oh, yeah. What Rhodey calls Ant-Man or whatever. It's just a good movie. It is a good movie. And it goes forever. So long. Yeah. We should do a commentary at some point. But it's so long. It is so long. We'll have to build in a toilet break somehow. No, we're going to have to dehydrate. Because of heroin. (laughs) Because of the heroin, yeah. yeah. That's not a bad idea. Heroin? Well, if we do the heroin, then we'd be backed up. Ah, perfect. (laughs) We should have watched Pulp Fiction before we saw the... Agreed. Yeah. Absolutely. What Um, have you been reading, though? Anyway, Avengers Endgame. Do you mean besides Glow, season three? Oh, yeah, you said that, that already. That I said moments ago. That's true. I haven't had time. I'm going to get to it. It's yeah, that's gonna be, right. It's going to be good. Well, you, you, you've been watching some Caravan of Garbage stuff, though, haven't you? Have we've recorded some things this week. All oh, right, tell coming. me about them. We did three. No, we, did, we have. Oh, we did. Okay, yeah. right. We've talked uh-huh. about one of them. We'll save the others. Okay. Uh, I just guess next segment of Let's the podcast. Let's do some letters. The classic one was, Letters, oh, letters, we love you. Some letters, they're only a day. Right now, we're going to do letters. Hello, because <laughs> it's letters time. Hello, because it's letters time. Yeah, Very right. good. Uh, if you want to reach the show, hashtag Weekly Planet Pod on Twitter. Sometimes mm. I throw out a tweet but before the show. To see what people, what's on people's minds. See who's going to bite. Uh, and sometimes we get emails to weeklyplanetpod at gmail.com. Would you like me to go first or would you like you to go first? Uh, I'll go first. This is from uh, Cole on Twitter. Uh, if Quentin Tarantino would have made speaking of Quentin Tarantino, he should change his name to Natural Energy, Wind Power. Who are you talking Cole. to? Cole. Oh, I get it. <laughs> That's very good. Is it? It's very topical. <laughs> is there such a thing as too topical? <laughs> I think you could put that into any era, mm. and it would play really well. Yes. Yeah. Except an era before they had renewable energy, because it'd only be coal. Yeah, know? that's a good point. Actually, yeah. no, they had windmills. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yep. You know, they get a, a bucket, turning a bucket in the street. Windmill works. <laughs> if Quentin Tarantino were to make a Marvel studio film, what character would you have him make a movie about? Ooh. So a character that's not going that's not getting a movie at the moment. I mean, it's a cop out, but like the one that he wants to do. Oh, Luke Cage. No, no, not that one because we've already got that one. Yeah, right. But the, whatever he's, do, whatever whatever he's whatever interested he in. Okay, right. Uh-huh. Like I'm not. I don't know if his version of Star Trek is going to be great. Yeah, right. But, but he wants to do. But I want to so. see. But I want to see right, his version okay. of it. Regardless. Okay, but let's say we had to railroad him into making okay. something. Something crime related? Yeah. Would you watch a Quentin Tarantino Punisher movie? I 100% would do that. Punished it out, man. Yeah, right, okay. Uh, but Again, could, fresh take. Maybe like a Moon Knight then? You take yeah, someone who's in that kind of... I was thinking of, Moon Knight also. I think Moon Knight's the default for anything. Yeah. When here's, people are like, what TV show do you want? What yeah. movie do you want? I don't know, Moon Knight? Here's the, thing, here's the thing about the Punisher, though, is that he is naturally the least verbose comic book character there is. Yeah, right. Like, he's the, he's the antithesis of a Quentin Tarantino character. He doesn't talk... 
He doesn't. Yeah. It, there's no wasted words. That's true. So actually, if yeah. you put him in, what is? Do you have? Everybody else does the talking. Well, maybe that's it. Like you bring maybe... back John Travolta as whatever crime boss he played. Oh yeah, yeah. Who yeah. was it? I can't remember. I'll yeah. look it up. Keep Please going. do. Yeah. But like, what? What if you? What if you built a Quentin Tarantino universe around him, and everybody's busting out pop culture references, and they're just kind of wacky and talking about the kind of food you get in France or whatever, and he's just this. <laughs> This looming figure behind them all, just like this relentless silent killer. Yeah, right. I think that would be fun. That's not a bad idea, actually. Do you think he could do that, though? Like, make that character the straight man and then... I mean, there's a lot of... Uh, Howard Saint, by the way. Howard Saint was the villain. Okay, right. Maybe. What if you threw him outside the wheelhouse and made him do, like, the Silver Surfer or something like that? I think he would do that. I think he's clearly a fan. Would you give him the Fantastic Four? But they can all say the N-word. Yes. <laughs> maybe he would maybe he would yeah. be good at the Fantastic Four. Can you imagine like a weird yeah. 90s throwback Fantastic well, Four? Well, I mean movie? that's maybe that's the only way it's going to work. Yeah. You know, maybe give him a character that's never worked in in live action before and see if he can fix it. I would kind of I would rather like a breaking genre Fantastic Four movie than just like yeah. imagine if the Fantastic Four had their origin in 20 20- 23 or whenever these movies are yeah, now right, set or whatever, right. uh-huh. I think, yeah. They'd just be like yeah. an Ant-Man and the Wasp or how, whatever. How would Quentin Tarantino's style work in a Silver Surfer universe? Because, again, it's all it's very, yeah. it's very cosmic and it's majestic. Yes. And it's kind of, do you... He's not like a big CGI. Well, yeah. Do you give him... Do you give him a point of view, a series of point of view characters, like a Sam Jackson, maybe? Yeah, like you, like Nick Fury's in space, and you. Oh yeah, yeah. oh that's true. Yeah. We, we do have the we do have a built in Tarantino yeah. uh, surrogate in Sam Jackson, so yeah. I guess you could do that. I mean, you could. There was a there was a series many many years ago. It had Alex Rossard. It was called Marvels, yeah. and it was basically about some regular people in the Marvel universe as crazy stuff happens around them kind okay. of thing. And like the, the most of the heroes just appear as kind of background characters. So maybe you do a Silver Surfer movie. Yeah. It's the Silver Surfer saving the world from a cosmic disaster just while regular people are regular. Regular people are standing around saying the N-word. Exactly. <laughs> let him fl- I think I'd him- rather see the space stuff if uh, I'm honest. <laughs> Well, there would yeah, be... Yeah, no, I see yeah. what you're saying, yeah. There would be, You'd have to ground it in some kind of dialogue-relatable characters. Exactly, yeah. People explaining what kind yeah. of burgers are in different restaurants to I mean, each other. Or, I mean, that's the thing. Like, what, 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 what is Quentin Tarantino capable of if you take that away from him? Yeah. If you were like, listen, this is going to be a sincere movie about cosmic stuff. You can't have any pop culture conversations. What do you do? Do you think, yeah. he, do you think he could... Do you think he could embrace that? Because, you know, he's... Because so. he's like, you know, he's a fan of, like... Your Kurosawas and your kind of more abstract, yeah, you know, action movies or anything where there's very little dialogue or kind of like you know spaghetti westerns that are mostly silent, yes. you know, that sort of stuff. So what what if you give him kind of like a you know, and space is kind of a desolate, yeah, wild west environment. Maybe maybe you could do something with that. I think if they hadn't have done Guardians of the Galaxy and James Gunn wasn't doing yeah. it, he might have been a good choice for that. Yeah, for sure. Because it's uh-huh. a wisecracking pop culture referencing group. That's true, yeah. Which is probably also yeah. influenced by Quentin Tarantino yeah. movies as well. But I want, like, do you do you think... Because, again, like, he he's... Quentin Tarantino is what you'd call an auteur. Like, he does his sure. own style and he's got he's got his own tropes and he makes exactly the movie he wants to make kind of thing. Mm. Do you? Th- I wonder if he ever goes... I would kind of like to do something other than what I do. Yeah, I think you so. I mean? And I think that's why he's looking at Star Trek and, yeah, right. and whatever. Yeah. Okay. But I also think that he would never do a Marvel movie in the way that it exists now. And yeah, they wouldn't right. want him to do one. No. <laughs> yeah. That's probably true. Mm. 
So in answer to the question, none. Yeah. And that's my final word. Yeah. Or we get him to do the Wonder the Wonder Twins move for DC and it's John Travolta and Michael Madsen. <laughs> it's the Wonder Twins. It works too, doesn't it? Yep. Uh-huh. It's perfect. That's, yeah. Do those guys even have to be brothers? It's just a fun fact, isn't it? It that is, they're yeah. brothers. No, oh, they're, okay. they're quadruplets. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's fucking... No, wait, they're not quadruplets. They're two sets of twins. They're yeah. two sets of twins. According to Sub. Yeah. Uh, this is from Francisco on Twitter. Hashtag Weekly Planet Pod. Can you finish explaining why Superman couldn't get into the Fortress of Solitude in that story that ended up not being <laughs> what he was talking about, so you got cut off? So last week we were talking about this is a Superman story from the future, and we were talking about different Superman stories oh, from yeah, the future. Oh, yeah, okay. The one, I I, mentioned, the one I'm pretty uh, sure... L- yeah. Let me finish. Oh, no, right, no, you guys. No, go. Well, the one I think you're talking about is DC mm. 1 million, yeah. which was a Grant Morrison crossover in the early 2000s, probably. Sure. And basically the the Justice Legion A from 1 million months in the future, mm. which is like 885,000 years or something like that. They, Thanks, Professor. No problem. They come, I'm very smart. They, they come to the past and they're like, hey, it's the, it's the, we're having a very special celebration. How about you guys? We'll come to, we'll come to, we'll stay here in the present. And we're, we're celebrating superheroes in the future. So how about you all go to sure. the future, Seems the like Justice League, and then they go into the future, and then all sorts of bloody things happen, and the future Isn't guys Batman are Batman stu- knockouts future Batman or something? Well, the, 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 the present-day heroes are stuck in the future, and the mm. future heroes are stuck in the present. And, yeah, they, they, they agree to an amenable swap, except for Batman, who's suspicious of the whole thing. So future Batman knocks him out steals his soul out of his body and then sends that to future and puts it in a clone of himself. Ah, uh, so okay. that's how Batman gets there. Anyway, uh, the, the, the future version of Superman can't get into the fortress. Does he just put, put a body on ice for like 850 years or whatever? Is that how he does it? No, I think he builds the... Oh, yeah, maybe. Because he would have had to, right? Yeah, I guess he's so. not, yeah anyway, sorry, go on. Okay. That means he just would have waited his whole life out with that clone just sitting in a tank to be going like, that's going to go off. Some point, isn't it? <laughs> it's gonna bloody go right <laughs> off. Uh, and anyway, the future version of Superman can't get in the future of the, the Fortress of Solitude because yeah. his DNA yes. uh, is too weak. It's been diluted for too many years. Yes. So it, it doesn't, doesn't recognize him as a proper Kryptonian. Yes. Yeah, there, there you, you go. go. And the future Superman lives inside the sun, which is a computer. Yes. Or is that a different future Superman comic? No, that's, that's, no that's the correct. And you is are he very all correct. gold? He's all gold. Yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. he's absorbed too much sun. Yes. What a cool dude. <laughs> he's a very cool dude. He'd be terrible to uh, stand next to. Comic books, everybody. Yeah. Because he's boring? Because <laughs> he's too handsome. <laughs> he'd and you look like boring. a real Argo. He couldn't, like, he'd be bright and you'd probably get radiation poisoning. Probably radiation yeah. poisoning, yeah. He'd probably tan one side of your body if you stood next to him. Uh, here's, a, here's an email from Ty. I love emails. This is this this is entitled Ghostbusters 2020 Hot Scoop. Hot Scoop. Uh, the new Ghostbusters film is currently filming here around Calgary, Al- Alberta, Canada. Mm. So my girlfriend and I, a bit of a brag, Hello. made a trip to the set to check things out and thought I'd share with you the information I was able to get out of my time there. The setting of the movie seems to be in small town America. I think I think we we know that. Yes. Uh, the original Ecto One is back, looking worse than the Millennium Falcon. Ten seconds after Han Solo obtained ownership of it. Yes. Uh, Dan, Aykro- Dan Aykroyd was on set the days that Ecto one uh, was being used, as was McKenna Grace. Uh, Paul Rudd did a fair bit of filming at a local school. Uh, Film Wolfhard was also present the days Paul Rudd was. There are adverts posted all around the town for sp- Stay Puffed Marshmallows. Yeah, was, that, that, was there a picture of that online? I think there might have been, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, additionally, I got the opportunity to meet Paul Rudd and asked him if Ant-Man 3 would be announced at D23 later this month, and he said, yeah, script's done, man. Don't worry about it. I then shared this with my girlfriend with Rudd still in earshot, to which he said, I was only kidding, man. I wanted to see how quickly that spread, and it turns out pretty fast. 
If you ask me, though, he, was ju- he wasn't kidding, and he was just scared that the Marvel NDA ninjas were there to kill him. Well, we'll find out, won't we? If they kill him, <laughs> if we're directly responsible for his death. That's right. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. Also, and... you know, the world's not going to end if we are aware that the script for Ant-Man 3 is been No, that's so, going to presumably... Yeah. But that's interesting to get maybe some confirmation that that is happening. Yes. If this story is true. Yeah. Because that if was... Paul Rudd uh, exactly. was lying or not. Yeah. So that, <laughs> yeah. But that's that's not on... That wasn't on the slate. No. Well, they, are, they did say they're saving some stuff for D23, yeah, right. I believe. So uh-huh. that's exciting. Yeah. So yeah. there'll be a Captain Marvel sequel and a Black yeah. Panther sequel and a... Yeah, Ant-Man 3. Probably some TV stuff or whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. How exciting, Mason. I've Very got one more exci- tweet, if you do not mind. Please, please, From please. William Howie says, hashtag Weekly Planet Pod, would you be interested in seeing a DC film set in-universe but a long ago? E.g., New Jonah, Fex, uh, New Jonah Hex film, a medieval uh, film fe- featuring Etrigan the Demon, or Black Adam film, uh, or the Black Adam film like we're getting. Great show, lads. Keep it up. Mm. I don't mind the past, but oh, I yes. would rather go Batman Beyond Future. Right, just, uh-huh talked about the future and mm. the DC universe in the future. Well, we are getting Joker. So yes. that's that is, a, a past yeah, of but sorts. but that's not like a Jonah Hex. No, that's true. Medieval, whatever. Yeah. <sighs> Look, they've given Jonah Hex their shot. I I've don't never know. seen it. I also have not seen it. But How bad could it be? Really bad, apparently. Yeah, really terrible. Bad. Yeah. It's got that weird bit of skin uh, over his mouth. Just yeah. cut that, mate. <laughs> just give it a snip. Just cut it. What are you exactly. doing? Exactly. What are you? I thought you were a tough cowboy man. Yeah. Just snip, give it a little snip, snip. How could you eat a big bowl of soup? Okay. What exists? What exists in the DC past that we could? Well, there's Green Lanterns. From well, there's Green Lanterns. We could do. You could do. We could do a. We could do a DC heroes in World War Two scenario. Yeah, I think right. That could totally yeah. work. Mm. Um. Yeah, Blackhawks. Yep, there was rumors that we're going to get a Blackhawk movie, but I think that might have been set in the present. But exactly. I would see a World War Two Blackhawk movie. Wonder Woman has obviously got. Yeah, that what well, one of them eighty four is in eighty four, but yep. there's a, that whole time period you could drop her anywhere mm. really. That's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Would you be interested in going like back, back though, like before recognizable superheroes? Oh right. Yeah. What do we have then? Well, what, like, what's that give us? Specifically, Jonah Hex, Etrigan, Etrigan the Demon, and Black Adam, or whatever. Do you reckon Black Adam's just going to be Scorpion King? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Just a man running in the sand, screaming about his yeah. family. I haven't seen Scorpion. No, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't think I want to see a distant past DC universe, mm. unless it's you know, New Gods, Apocalypse kind of yeah, scenario. I agree. They, they could totally work. Yeah, agreed. Mm. And that's the show, isn't it? Then yes. Thank right. you, everyone, for listening. Yep. Uh, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for reviewing. Yes. Thank you for saying hello when you see me on the street. Did that happen recently? Uh, someone said hello on the tram the other day. Very nice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see if you uh, want to get in contact with us, not on the street, uh, Weekly Planet Pod on Facebook and a Gmail and Twitter and Bandcamp. You can go to planetbroadcasting.com, sign up to our great newsletter from Please Rob do. Collings. He's great. Uh, he's at the Weekly he's Planet great. on Twitter and Rob Collings. I am uh, Wikipedia Brown on Twitter and I am also Nick Maso, N-I-C-K-M-A-S-E-A-U on Instagram. You're Mr. Sunday Movies everywhere, I correct? certainly am. Uh, if, you don't, if you want to review the show on iTunes and the like, it helps a lot. You can do it straight in app right now if you wanted Ooh. to. Here's one from Holla323. Mm-hmm. Why did that take so long? I don't know. Five stars, first of all. Great. Oh. I'm that guy from James's High School doing all those sit-ups on Facebook. And even though James hates me, I love James and Meso's podcast. Two hilarious guys, great scoops, commentary, and big sandwiches. Oh, uh, uh, I think maybe on your other podcast, mm. Suggestibles, you 
teased you were nearly involved in a robbery of some I sort? I was nearly Did involved in a robbery. Did you explain that anywhere? No, I didn't. You want me to do that now? Yes. Just it was, by the way, it's not a big deal. Yes. You know, I always say when I go to Quaint, like the Gold Coast, like yeah. I see a weird thing. Yes. So I was in the service station. It was like 11.30 at night. Which servo? A gas, um, gas station. station. Okay. A servo. Um, we're, going back, we're going back to the, to the house to grab some a more A petrol beers. shop. Petrol shop. As we call them. Yeah. You put it in a little baggie and you walk yeah, out with a little yeah. paper bag. Mm-hmm. Environment. One punnet of petrol, please, I say. <laughs> So we're in there and we were at the back and this guy walked in who looked like the sketch of somebody who's robbing a service station. Oh yeah, for sure. Because mm. I told you this. No. But basically he was wearing all black. Uh, he had a hoodie on, which was up and giant sunglasses. Was this a nighttime or daytime? This was nighttime. This is like 1130 at night. And he walk, he marches straight up to the counter, but then mm-hmm. he sees that we're in the store. Yeah. So he kind of, he, he slows and, uh-huh. then he, and then he kind of veers off to like, pretend to look at sunglasses on the sunglasses. Oh, it additional sunglasses? It's pretty bright out there at night at 11.30pm. And clearly the... the, the it's atten- the Gold Coast after all. Everything's <laughs> sparkling with gold. And clearly the guy behind the counter like was onto it. Because yeah. we're, um, you know, we're like pointing this going like, this guy, like mm-hmm. he's clearly yeah. got to rob you yeah. or whatever. And he's just like, He's just waving us away. He's like, it's fine. Like, he wow. didn't, didn't care at all. Uh-huh. So we cut it. We just waited outside. I actually, I actually, I went up to the counter next to this guy and bought what I was buying anyway because I, he's not going to attack me. Every sunglass you have, thank you. Oh, he's, you're like, don't worry, yeah. mate. I got you covered. He's not going to take your sunglasses. I'm going to have all these. But I'm like, presumably this guy isn't going to attack me, right. uh, which he didn't, which was good. Um, but. So we just waited outside to kind of see how it played out. But he, by then, like a small kind of crowd had gathered. This guy, <laughs> uh, just, just kind of see how it would play out. And it wasn't to be the hero. I'm not getting shot or stabbed for a Snickers bar at a 40 bucks or whatever. Uh-huh. But it was just like... What about a Mars bar at 50 bucks? No, I don't oh. really like... I'd prefer a Snickers. Hmm. But... Um, Crunch in like 80 bucks? That's not bad, it's actually. It's got rice bubbles in it. Can it, be a, can it be a violet crumble, which I prefer? Yeah, violet crumble. Thank you. But 50 bucks. But, you know, in case something happens, you want to be able to help somebody in yep. this particular situation. But he, he just ended up leaving because, you know, because huh. you shouldn't rob things. Yeah. That's what he probably thought in yeah. the end. Maybe he wasn't going to rob it, mm. but he was definitely going to rob that store. <laughs> <laughs> so... There you go. Anyway, that's James's story about how he profiled an innocent man. <laughs> if you had have seen this guy, Mason. It's a, it's a real good story about not, not Why was judging he wearing the sunglasses? Clients. Sensitive eyes. The thing is as well. He'd been crying about the plight of children. As the, hilarious as it was to be like, this guy's disguise is hilariously uh-huh. like... Um, Cliche, yeah, but it works because if you're like, which of these guys was it? I don't true. know. Yeah, any of them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So there you go. Wild. Yeah. Anyway, what are you? Good to what, know. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's all right. The story. If you'd like to support the show, you can mm. uh, uh, go to Patreon.com/slash Mister Sunday Movies if you'd like to chuck in a buck. Blades up there right now. Oh, on is Caravan it very and good? Garbage. Very nice. And uh, there'll be another fresh one this week. Oh, so fresh. So fresh and early. Um, you can also go to the Amazon affiliate link. Description. Wait, yep. if, an Amazon affiliate link in the episode description. Yep. If you want to click through, if you want to buy some sort of Quentin Tarantino DVD box set in or the shape of vinyl. Quentin Tarantino's head, wow, or in the shape of Emma Thurman's feet, there are the two <laughs> options. Size yeah. ten, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, we would very much appreciate that, and we'd get a little kickback, or just buy anything you were going to buy on Amazon. Yeah, we'll get a little something from that. We will. Well. We mm-hmm. can. That's right. It. Thank you to the Bruton and the Basilisk and Rack and Pro, our musical themes. You can yeah. buy our t-shirts on tpublic.com. All sorts of Weekly Planet logo tees. There's a new one up there, isn't there? Yes, that's right. So we quickly did. Number one, Party Boy. That's you. Yes. And uh, next week we'll be doing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. More like Hollywood. (laughs) Well, I'm very much excited now to see how that stacks up with the rest of 
Quentin Tarantino's work and how Quentin Tarantino Tino e it is. Also, he's a famous editor whose name I cannot remember the name of. She, she passed away. She passed away. So these modern films she hasn't been editing, and I think you can kind of tell the difference because they're so. But that's something we didn't talk about. They're so <laughs> sharply edited. Yeah, right. Even though there's a lot of waffle in it, it doesn't uh-huh. really. It's not really seconds wasted in it. You know what I mean? No, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. We're we're finishing the episode, but the, yes. just that he's a filmmaker that has never lost. That edge, like yeah, your guy Richie. It's like Sally Menke. It's like name. he never so had an edge. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's <laughs> these well, days. he did lock stock. That's what I'm talking about. But, yes. but that's that's all that's all that signature stuff's yeah. gone away. But it's weird that Tarantino hasn't. Anyway, we're gonna. No, talk he about made that Aladdin. <laughs> Aladdin was fun, but it wasn't. It was so edgy. It wasn't guy. Oh yeah, you're right. It's true. Would you be so bold as to remake live action Aladdin? No, I would not there be that go. bold. That's true. Exactly. Real bad boy of Hollywood, right there. You get as much edges as a bloody. Rock, smooth one. No smooth edges rock. on it. Yeah. An edgeless, smooth <laughs> rock. Okay, I get it. All right, um, thanks. Guys. Grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. The bloody edgeless, smooth rock, mate. Oh, That's come you. on, man. That hurts. You're like one of those teens. <laughs> it cuts, cuts right to the core. I'm not an edgeless, smooth rock. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records.